0: Welcome back to College Football Tailgates. Today is November 22nd, 2021. It's Rivalry Week. We're back in Rose Media Studios. I am your host, Will Chambers, with us in the studio chair. The studio chair, the producer chair. The producer chair. Tyler Walgie, professional it, better. It's the studio chair. Producer also, extraordinaire. Yeah. No producer Smitty today. No, Shout out to I had to slide over again. He, uh, he, He's playing hooky. Yeah. He's playing hooky. I think he was scared to... To face us both, so he decided not to come in because if there's one thing we know about Smitty, it's that he doesn't want to show up after he gets another win in Smitty's pick of the week. Smitty's pick of the week is on fire right now. Six it and two. It is hot. Six and two. We won again last
1: week. It Your is Colorado Buffaloes hotter Buffalo's than a Vegas
0: were, sidewalk in July. We're underdogs and they get the outright win. Mm-hmm. Smitty's picks are six and two. That's Smitty. big time. Smitty's picks. It's you know, not a big win streak too, because I think he was one and two at one point. You know,
1: back in the day, for all the kids out there, there used to be video kids. stores where you could go rent uh, videos, DVDs. Yeah, uh, Blockbuster, You're talking about Netflix, right? Yeah, uh, <laughs> Blockbuster was one of these. Mm. You'd go in, you'd pick your movie, and in these uh, a lot of these stores, they would have the picks. Of certain people. The right, managers. The manager's the, picks. They'd have like the comedy specialist's picks. That's right. I think Ryan could have always worked in in, in one of those
0: and had Ryan's picks. Smitty's picks. Yeah, Smitty's picks. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. I think that'd be good. Well, shout out Smitty. Yeah. He'll be back next week. Um, big week, though. It's rivalry week, Tyler. It's rivalry week. We got all the big rivalries in college football. Not all of them. Most of them. We got Michigan, Ohio State. There's Alabama, Auburn, the, the Iron Bowl, uh, the Apple Cup, the Egg Bowl. I mean, there's too many options here. A lot of foods, apples, right. eggs. And it's all healthy foods. foods. Like, what,
1: what? There's no like Snickers. There bowl. should be a Snickers bowl. There should be.
0: I mean, uh, Wisconsin and and Minnesota play. Maybe they should be like the cheese curds bowl. You now know? I
1: love a good cheese curd. Oh yeah, Culver's mm. cheese curds.
0: That's but, what it's all about, in my opinion. I
1: you love always it. go to Culver's. I mean, Culver's is very good. You seem to me to be a classier individual than to just go right to Culver's you. for your curds. But oh, uh,
0: oh, I, I, I thought you were ending, ending that sentence. No, no, of course, me being individual. the natural. Uh, Culver's is classy fast food. They make it fresh. It's not like McDonald's. I mean, I'm not saying classy
1: fast. I'm saying I thought you would go to some five star restaurant for your curds. Oh, you you nope.
0: are uh, Nope. I just want that that OG Culver's cheese curd. So that's you see, cool. I'm you
1: see, I'm going my coffee mid show again today. I had no option. I was running out of time.
0: Yeah, you got to do what you got to do. Um, we talked about Smitty getting his his bet in. Yes, his he, pick. Six his was fantastic. It was a big weekend for me, and this isn't a bragging thing, but uh-huh. I it was big for two reasons. Yes. Obviously, the bet board was out of control. Tyler had a 13 to 6 lead, right? You were blowing me out of the water. It had been like seven yes. straight wins for you, eight straight wins, something like that. Yeah. It was absurd. So we put four on the board. Four. And on the I board. needed every last one of them. I got them all. I went four on the bet board. But even more important, Tyler, the parlay of the week hit. No, it did not. The four team parlay that I gave out, that I give out every week, that has yet to hit. It's been close a few times. This week it finally hit and here's the best the best part about it okay I didn't bet it. <laughs> I forgot to bet no. it I'm, I bet another parlay that hit but it was smaller uh. but I gave out the four game parlay of Utah, Nebraska, Cincinnati Baylor. they all hit there's there's got to be at least one listener out there. That has just had faith in me. Yeah. That has that has said, you know what? It's time, Will. This is your weekend, and right now they're thanking me because that bet was like ten to one, eleven to one odds. Do we have anything in here that we can give away? Do we? Here's what
1: we do: if someone, if 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 someone listens, the first person who listens back and yes. sends us a screenshot,
0: produce the ticket
1: of yeah, a screenshot, produce ticket of the parlay if you made it.
0: We gotta send him something. Well, we, we do have like a, a a big. Do we send, send him me? a helmet? We've got yeah. We have culture. We have culture ball mini helmets. We can give you the Everyone list of all the teams. Everyone loves a mini helmet. Yeah, and we'll send it to you. Yeah, we'll, or we uh, can just send him a fresh one, a brand new yeah, mini helmet. We'll send you some cookies, whatever it is you want. <laughs>
1: right? No, we don't want anything cooked by us. <laughs> yeah. That's well, Ryan, true.
0: We, we put and Ryan, Ryan to work. But right. that's a great point. Tweet tweet at us at yes. cfb underscore pod, college football underscore pod, and if you took my parlay pick of the week and you bet it. Send us a screenshot. Send us a picture of the ticket, and we will come to your home and hug you and and you know and and congratulate you and shake your hand. And if you just hit any other crazy parlays,
1: send it to us. Maybe yeah, we'll talk about do it that and, too. And, and have some fun with it. But. but Tyler, the bet board is competitive again now. I, I, you're up thirteen ten. Look, look, I want to be honest about something. Okay, I'm Don't not do ga- it. I'm going to be honest it. about something. Don't say you dogged it. Some may say I dog <laughs> have dogged it. Some maybe not. Did I throw last
0: week <laughs> no, you to make
1: it a closer I don't competition? Believe it. I don't believe it. Did I tank last week? No, here's to make it better for the show and better
0: content. Here's how I know you didn't. Uh-huh. You're too competitive. You would have loved to have gotten four more, and been up seventeen to six. Yeah, it, it would have been twenty to six. No, you're up thirteen ten. Right? Uh, or you were up 13 to, to, it, up thirteen to six. You are up thirteen to six. And now it's 13-10. So you would have you would have had four more it would have been was, 17 to 6. It was uh, wait a minute. Wait. A minute. We're going to have to go back because I swear it was 13, 13 6 I have it in my notes go, right go, here. It was 13-6 going Let into the, last week. The the
1: oh, court wait, no, reporter. no 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 no, no no. You Let are the correct. Court you are read correct it back. You are correct. Your honor. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Let the court reporter read it back.
1: <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm pleading uh, ignorance on this one. Or what do you 13, plead when you're six. wrong? You plead... Stupidity?
0: Contempt. You're, contempt. I'm holding you in contempt. I'm, you're holding me... Objection, uh, Yana. Strictly in contempt. Yeah. Yeah. So now oh, it's 13-10, you have a three-game lead. Yes, that is correct. Three and game right in the home stretch. So I'm mm-hmm. still in it, but I got a lot of work to do. But what do you think of
1: the conspiracy? Did I tank last week? That's what, that's no. what they're talking about on Reddit. That's what's going crazy that on there. That is
0: what... Is, it was trending on Twitter <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> um, it's trending. I don't think that. Look, I think that maybe on a couple of those picks, you were like, all right, I'll throw him a bone here. I know that you weren't when it came to Nebraska. You never would have picked Nebraska in Dude, the first place. Let me be
1: honest. Yeah. You took me to school last week. You know, it was, mm. I, I liked every one of those. I thought there was a good chance I'd go 4-0, and the opposite happened. So, look, all you did was you waked up the beast, okay? you, 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 you waked him up. You, you, you <laughs> waked me up. It's waked up the beast. It woke up. It woke, up. <laughs> woke up the beast. It's not like I do a podcast or anything like that. Oh, uh, yeah. All right, so, listen. I'm coming this week for you, Will. Okay. I got a couple games I love. I think we're going the opposite direction on a few. Yeah. I don't know about this whole Michigan-Ohio State thing. I know we'll get there. It's rivalry we're week. we getting there. But
0: you waked me up. Okay. he's He has been awokened, And <laughs> yeah, you're right. We got, bet, we got week 13 rivalry week. Best bets coming up. We're going to talk about the week 12 recap. College football news. A lot of big news. We're going to talk coaching carousel. We've got some Thanksgiving segments. Thanksgiving week. This is a great week for everybody. It's fantastic. I love Thanksgiving week. There was less traffic on the road today because a lot of people, I think, take the whole week off or whatever. I noticed that the Monday morning traffic was not as bad. Here in Denver, so no, you're such a traffic guy. You're such an old person. You always get here, and you the, the first thing you always talk
1: about is the traffic.
0: Mm, it's Boy, my traffic out there or the weather? Yeah. Well, the weather has been
1: interesting. <laughs> it's you, been unseasonably should should We just do a whole brisk weather brisk segment
0: <laughs> for for all of our listeners out there.
1: You know, I'm mean, actually we can do a little peak foliage segment if you want. You know, I'm a big We're past fo- peak foliage. Well, We're, to prepare for next year, if you want to get your plans ready.
0: Yeah, I don't think the listeners wait, wait, need what, to know that now. What, what about
1: peak? Uh, let's see here. Hold on, we may. Maybe peak foliage in some areas. Mm. It's loaded. I
0: think peak podcast uh peak podcast we all, content. We're, we're, near, we're,
1: we're ending peak foliage in a few places, Will. The very, very tip of uh, Michigan, actually. Like, way up there. Oh, the UP? The uh, UP. Interesting. Okay. The Shout out huipui. UP people. Yeah, UP the people. Upper Peninsula. And then uh, there's actually a couple places in Utah where it's still peak foliage. Ah. Uh on the western side of Utah. How about so, that? You know, we, we still have some foliage. Will, we can't discount our northern listeners. I, I think we... I know mm. you like to pretend the SEC is the only thing that exists because right now, there yes. is no foliage in SEC country. That's if you right. look at the map and everyone just type in peak foliage, it's smokymountains.com. You can see the peak foliage Peak map.
0: foliage ain't played nobody, No, dude. no. Okay, they ain't played nobody, <laughs> Paul. Um, they're so not you, They're you not see the, the bottom SEC. of the country? Yeah, it's all There's green. There's no foliage
1: There's down no there. There's no foliage. You see, it's all up here in the north. So don't discount our northern listeners, we got a lot of FCS
0: mm. listeners up there. Ooh, you know what we could do mm. the, uh, maybe next Shout out week. everyone in North Dakota, the three people that live there that listen.
1: Well, look, uh, FCS uh, playoffs start this week. Yeah, so let's wait till we get to the second round, and okay. maybe on next week's show, I'll have a couple best bets for the FCS playoffs.
0: Speaking of FCS, we saw Samford, the FCS school, almost Ooh. take down Florida last About week, that. and now it got even worse for Florida. Florida loses to Missouri. Dan Mullen fired. Mm. He's out. He's out, and it was pretty hilarious because so last year, flashback to 2020, Dan Mullen beats Missouri on Halloween weekend, and Dan Mullen comes out to the press conference dressed up as Darth Vader. He's got the mask. Hmm. He has a lightsaber. Full outfit. And I actually thought it was funny at the time. It's a Halloween thing. I don't think he was doing it to like take a dig at Missouri, right? So now you get to this year, flashback to Saturday, Missouri beats Florida, Eli Drinkwitz, Comes out to the press conference after with a lightsaber and says, may the force be with you before he walks off. Loved it. Absolutely loved it. And he took down Dan Mullen in Florida. And now Dan Mullen is gone. He's gone.
1: And now it is no more. And now we're on to the next chapter. A it's new hope. A new hope. You could say. <laughs> yeah, In Florida.
0: Tyler, we're getting him on the Star <laughs> Wars train. I love it. Um, look, this is rough because obviously things are, were horrible in Gainesville this year. The recruiting was bad. The on-the-field play was bad. You know, he was saying bad stuff, like stuff that you just don't want to hear in press conferences after losses. Oh, we outgained them. It's just stuff you don't say after you lose games, right? But, but, but you could tell now, looking back, the pressure was obviously mounted so of high course. that, yeah. you know... I still don't know if it's the right move. I think Dan Mullen, ultimately, is. I think he's a great coach, but here's what I think. I think he's not a big program head coach. I think he was perfect for Mississippi State. I think he should either be at a smaller program head coach... Where the pressure isn't as severe year in and year out, or he should go to a big program and be an offensive coordinator because I think he's a great offensive mind. I disagree with that, and here's why. Hmm. Okay,
1: this is going to sound like a, like a hot take, so I'll play some. Oh boy, I'll play the fire here. Okay, yeah, let me get the hot take fire ready. Yeah, Stephen A. Smith. I, it's not though. And, so don't yell at me Colin before. I, don't yell at me before I'm done here. Okay, I think the whole idea of Florida. Being this hotbed of talent oh, is no. still somewhat true, but it's not as true as it was 10 years ago. Look what's happening in Miami, Florida State, Florida. All of these Florida powerhouses are no more. So are these kids leaving and going somewhere else? Is it yes. as easy as just keeping them there? No one's been able to do it in a decade. Jimbo Fisher left all these good coaches have left that area I think what's going to happen is Dan Mullen's going to get to another school another opportunity prove he can do it so I just wonder I like and you know what a goofball I think Dan Campbell is and and I actually like my coaches to be a little more buttoned up I don't like the whole he's not my favorite head coach but I will say I think that this this happens in the SEC, you know? You have one bad year, you have a couple bad losses, yeah. and these boosters, these ADs just want to get rid of you so fast. I don't like it at all. I think he's a good coach, a far better coach than they're going to bring in. For sure,
0: there's no one better on the market right now.
1: Mm. I mean, unless some of these, if you want to get a hot take with like, some of these other names that some people are
0: throwing out. No, I think you're right as far as coaches on the market. Look, I think you're – I would absolutely push back on the fact that Florida doesn't have talent. They are going out of state. They're going to Georgia. They're going to Alabama. They're going to Ohio State. They're – you know, the state has – you're right. The programs, the state programs have not been successful as of late. But the talent is there from a high school standpoint. Okay,
1: but maybe there's something else. Maybe it's not the fact that these coaches aren't getting them to stay because they're not good at recruiting them. Maybe there's some other factor that high school coaches are saying, Mm. screw these colleges or they're not doing it. Maybe it's like a political thing. I don't know. I'm not involved enough at all with, with Florida high school and the politics or any of that stuff. But you wonder, are there other things going on? So I don't think that 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 he's a bad coach. I think Mullen's going to be able to find another opportunity. Yeah. You know what he's going to do? He's going to do the route of well, just guessing. Uh maybe the offensive coordinator of like a maybe Texas or something like that next year,
0: Alabama or, maybe uh, yeah. if if Bill O'Brien leaves, that'd be a perfect spot. That'd be a perfect guy for, you know, for Saban to bring in assuming that Bill O'Brien isn't there next year. Um look, you know, I think that I I just think that it, 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 the 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 story on Dan Mullen has always kind of been he's not a great recruiter. And that is a problem Mm -hmm. when you're the head coach of a program like Florida where it should actually be easy for you to get in top talent. And when they're struggling to do that, that's a bad sign. That's one thing when they're winning, but the fact that now the losses are mounting, embarrassing losses, losses they shouldn't have, that's the reason why he's fired. I agree with you. I think he's a great coach. I just think that he needs to be... He needs to figure out how to be a better recruiter, or he needs to surround himself with a staff of people that, that are better at recruiting. Because so I think that it's his... Well, sorry, go on. Well, that's, that's why I think that he worked at Mississippi State because no one expects Mississippi State to ever get a top 10, top 15... Class, it just doesn't happen, right? So he can he can pull from other places where these guys that are saying, "Hey, I didn't get recruited by Alabama. Oh, come play for me at Mississippi State." That works for him, and it worked for him there for many years. This is why I just question that he could be successful at like truly a top tier program like Florida, where the expectations are high, the talent level is high. You should be able to win there. Maybe not win national championships like Alabama, Ohio State, whatever. But they got to be a lot better than what they are I this year. I think he's better than you do. Let me put you on the spot with a question,
1: okay? Because okay? yeah. I know how much you didn't like Brian Harson before before the season started. Yes. If you're the AD of Auburn and you have the choice right now going into next season, do you keep Brian Harson or would you get uh, Dan <sighs> Mullen? That's
0: a good question, isn't it? It is a good question. Um, I think I would go with Harson, and the reason why, man, that's tough. I think I would go with Harson because. He's winning now. I keep him. He's winning now, and that helps recruiting. And right now, unfortunately, the stock on Dan Mullen is down. Now, you go with him after he goes to another place and wins again. But right now, it would be a questionable move to bring him in. now, Brian Harson bring him in as an offense, bring Dan Mullen in as an offensive coordinator. Ooh. Now we're talking. Oh, yeah. Because that's what I th- I truly think that that he is a fantastic offensive mind, and he knows how to call plays. And that's why I think if he goes to a big-time program as an offensive coordinator, he'll get another big-time head coaching job again. Speaking of coaches, while we're on this
1: coach talk, um, I have a quick game to insert. I didn't let you know about it. I'm throwing it in. It's going to take probably a minute or two. It's quick. I just have four... Sound bites from mm. press conferences this last weekend. It's just a quick guess. Okay. The coach,
0: love it. So guess should we coach.
1: Pl- should we play now? Should we should we wrap up the coach? Am I gonna be able to hear them
0: speak? Yes, you will. So it's not gonna be
1: like Nick Saban. It's not gonna be someone I know immediately. No, it's, it's gonna be rather. E- I didn't want to make it the hardest game ever. Okay. So you should know a lot of these coaches, but okay. we'll see. Maybe not. Maybe I'm just gonna. You yeah, know. Let's do it. All right. So let's I'm play ready. a game of guess that coach. All right here's coach number one, and all these are from a last weekend. Okay. All right. This coach is talking about a player of his that just uh, uh, broke a a record.
0: It's a record. It was a great performance, all-time record. But uh, as I told you earlier, this will be a blip on on the radar of the career of Donovan Edwards.
1: All right, so, Will, I know this is going to be – I wanted to start yeah. off with a softball
0: for you. This is like blowing up fish with – fishing mm-hmm. with dynamite. Mm-hmm. Um, that's Jim Harbaugh, Okay. And he's talking about Donovan Edwards. Congratulations. Um, speaking of which, yes. he said blip on the radar. Shout out Natalie blimp on the radar. No one else is going to get that except for Natalie when she hears this. Okay. A, a blimp on the radar. Okay. So, go well, ahead. Well, there you go. Love uh, blimps on the radar. <laughs> okay, uh, this next coach is talking
1: about his defense and a possible uh, conference championship game. I mean, has the defense reached a point where it just you don't really care? You just have that much faith that you're you're going to stop whoever you're up against anymore? And
2: I you know you know I, I I've said this every Monday. My concern is is that they played eleven weeks and they haven't had a letdown. I mean I, I know percentages and how things work and. Um,
1: I don't know who's left. I mean, OU is Baylor still in it. It's it's Baylor. Right so
2: both those both you know, I mean both have active quarterbacks and, and obviously firepower on the perimeter and can score points
0: and- All right. Which coach was that? That's gotta be Kirby Smart. Uh that that's what or, Oh no wait wait wait. Was that Mike Gundy? Okay, so which answer are you going with, Will? Which answer are you <laughs> okay, going well, with? Okay, Well the context of what he's saying, it sounded like I I immediately went to Kirby Smart. Tell me to play it again. No, now I'm actually I now that I'm thinking about it. That was Mike Gundy. I know the accent. It was Mike Gundy. Ah, uh, now I, he, almost, I feel like Kirby Smart kind of sounds somewhat they, similar. They
1: kind of sounded like they yes. They both have a,
0: like a similar southern accent.
1: Did you get it right playing at home? Did you think it was
0: Mike Gundy? The second or I Kirby heard Smart. it was like, oh, your defense is so good, I, you expect him to show up. I just assumed it, was, it would be Kirby mm. Smart. So, well, there you go, Will. It was, However, good adjustments. Love Mike Gundy's mindset of saying, I'm concerned that they haven't had a misstep mm-hmm, yet. Mm-hmm. But that's like the law of averages, right? But that's the, what a coach, is, that's what a good coach says. Absolutely. You
1: know? lo- that's what I'm saying. I love the. I love it, but you. But but you're right because that's the thing is when you've had that many weeks without making the mistakes or turnovers, it's, it's gotta like, happen at some point, right? Yeah. Well, hopefully, for Oklahoma State fans, are better, so it doesn't happen soon. Okay. All right, we've got two coaches left. This next coach is talking about recruiting trips at the end of the season.
2: I'll hit. Um, I'll hit the entire West Coast. You know, I've just got to be into. I've got to go up into uh, uh, Washington, uh, L.A. Um, so it'll be. It'll be the full week. Um, for me being out on the road.
1: All right. Who was that? Mm. Now, this one is tougher, Will. You're going to have to go with sound alone. Yeah, because the audio I, gives me nothing. The audio doesn't give you a ton. This one is purely, have you heard this coach talk before? And, and I will say this. Maybe the producers, maybe the the, the guys backstage threw you a curveball, and mm. he's not necessarily a Pac-12 coach. Yep. Shout out our
0: team of five mm-hmm. producers that are backstage. Mm-hmm. Would you like to hear one more time since it is voice? This is all voice No, I've so got I- the voice in my head. Okay, here's what I'm I'm thinking. Obviously, he's not on the West Coast because he's saying he's got to go out to the West Coast. So we can rule out he's a Pac-12 coach. Okay. He doesn't have a very thick Southern accent. I'm going to rule out the SEC entirely. Okay. Like where you're on. Okay, I have two.
2: I'll hit. um, I'll hit the entire West Coast. You know, I've just got to be into. I've got to go up into uh, uh, Washington. It's uh, oh
0: oh, It's Brian Uh, Kelly. That's got to be Brian Kelly.
2: Oh, you're on fire! You're on
0: fire! Love it. All right, did
1: you get it right? Listening, did you get it right? I want to know how many people are are three and zero right now. I I don't think a lot. I think that you are particularly good at this. All right, uh, last coach here. Uh, he is talking about his team's performance after last weekend.
2: I think that's our seventh straight loss in one possession games, and <laughs> uh, that's on us. Coaches got to create the mental toughness for the guys to make sure we have the right guys in the right position to make a play when the game's on the line, you know. And we we haven't been able to do that, and so.
0: Well, who was that? Seventh straight loss mm-hmm. in games that are one scores. Is that what he said? That is what he said. Played again. This uh, one, I'm that's actually our
2: seventh straight loss in one possession games, and uh, that's on us. Coaches got to create the mental toughness for the guys to make sure we have the right guys in the right position to make a play when the game's on the line, you know. And we we haven't been able to do that, and so.
0: Ugh. I mean, my first instinct was Texas, but I don't think that's Sark. Um, Man, that one has me completely puzzled. Ending with a tough one. That voice. um, Seventh straight, one loss game. I mean, it's not Scott Frost, but that just happened to them. Uh, Whatever. I'll just guess Scott Frost. It doesn't sound like him, though. No, it's not Scott Frost. Let me give you a hint. We're kind of kicking the Mammoys down. That was Dan Mullen?
2: That was Dan Mullen. Oh. our seventh straight loss in one possession games. And. Uh, that's on us coaches. Got to create the mental toughness for the guys to make sure we have the right guys in the right position to make yeah. a play when the game's you know, on I yeah. thought he
0: had a thicker accent, just like... Uh, that's how I pictured it in my head. I thought he had more of a southern draw. Maybe after so losses, that goes away. It goes away. Maybe it's, it's fake, fake accent. So there Stolen you go, Valor. Will.
1: You did really good. And, okay. Uh,
0: Love it. Yeah. You, did, you did fantastic. Well, thank you. Well, yeah. And Dan Mullen name out, fired. And what's interesting, one of the names that is instantly... Be, and we're going to get to the coaching carousel, so we shouldn't spend a ton of time on this. But... One of the names was instantly thrown into the ring for the Florida hat or for the Florida job was Lane Kiffin. And so actually love it. another big college football reporter, I think it might've been Stuart Mandel. Don't quote me on that though. He said his sources also said Lane Kiffin would take the Miami job. Should mm. Miami fire Manny Diaz? I think those, I think that's bullshit. I don't think he leaves Ole Miss for either of those jobs. Personally, well, Florida, maybe <sighs> not Miami though. Why? Miami's first of all, the ACC is easier yeah, but... Bringing Miami back, you it's know... It's easier to recruit in the SEC, and in Florida, you're in the SEC East, not the SEC West, so you don't have true. to play Alabama You know the year. thing
1: also about Miami? It's not a very exciting atmosphere. They, they don't fill the stadium. Mm. It doesn't seem like a great the college. The stadium's not on campus. Yeah, it doesn't seem like a great game day atmosphere. I mean, look, I I, I love the U. I, we grew up in a time where Miami was awesome and they had a lot of the best NFL players. I mean, yeah. look, some of the best... Go back and look at some of the, these rosters. I mean, Miami has had, in my opinion, some of the best college football teams of all time. Dwayne The Rock Johnson. They've been very... very <laughs> Dwayne The Rock Johnson, <laughs> exactly. They've been really good. Yeah, no, to you're definitely To bring Miami right. back would be awesome, but... I think if I were to – so all-time program, I'd put them up there. But game day atmosphere, yeah. you know, I don't know if they're bringing a lot of excitement with that. So I don't I know agree. if I'd want to
0: go there as a young kid. Yeah, I, and you got to get rid of the turnover chain until I'm going to support you in Miami get but rid of it. I don't know. I mean, you I can can't see have the Lane turnover Miami. chain.
1: Lane Kiffin remembers Miami as badass
0: Miami. They'll That's do true. what they want. Bring That's him back. True.
1: Plus, he sees he's <sighs> Dabo slipping, you know?
0: And he was in Florida obviously at FIU before he came to yeah. or FAU, one of the FUs. Um, and
1: I think it's going to be easier for coaches to want to take those kind of fringe potentially elite jobs because the expansion. And now that there's going to mm-hmm. be 12 teams in and you've got an easier team. But, but, but here's the thing. That's
0: the reason the state all missed, no, too. No, no, no.
1: In the past, when it's just four teams and it's just you against Dabo, yeah. it's like, shit, we're never going to get past Clemson. Yep. Now that there's more teams, all you have to do is at least compete, be right up there in the conversation. So I think it's the opposite that if as long as you're the second best team in the ACC, which, yeah. look, there's a lot of teams. go. The ACC is trending up right now with both North Carolina teams. I mean, you know, Clemson's going to be
0: back next year, so. It's, it's it's I think there's a lot of,
1: of good teams, but still,
0: I, that's what I would do. Interesting. Yeah, and you know what? I'm glad you mentioned that because I forgot to put it on the show notes. There was a report that came out over the weekend that the playoff committee or whoever's in charge is voting to start the 12-team playoff next year, 2022. Oh, I love we wouldn't it. wouldn't have to wait for another two years. I love it. And that would be incredible. So they're going to vote on it. Obviously, it may not pass. Maybe they'll stay with the four-team until it's supposed to to happen, we just which need I think some- is 2022. 3 2024. We need like chaos that. this year. Yeah, That's oh, what we need. It. I think we're getting something it. with Cincy something with yeah. Well Cincy. Yeah. So we should get into our, our week 12 recap because Cincinnati dominates SMU mm-hmm. they are like now all of a sudden they remind people. Hey, you know, we are a playoff team and now with, you know, Michigan State getting getting blown out by Ohio State. You got teams falling out. At this point, it feels like Oregon, the main one. Oregon loses. It feels like Cincinnati's going to get in if they win out, especially with a win over Houston, who will be the the AAC championship game. Well, that all depends. If Alabama, right, let, let's do a hypothetical. Alabama
1: beats Georgia. Okay, let's just say that happens. Then they're both in. They're one, two. Ohio State wins out. Yep. They're three, and Oklahoma State wins out <sighs> by beating Oklahoma and then Baylor for a second time. Yeah. I would put Oklahoma State in, the committee put Oklahoma State in, and let's play another hypothetical, okay? Uh, Michigan beats Ohio State, leapfrogs Cincinnati, and then o- Oklahoma State does the same
0: thing in the Big 12. Well, I don't think that Michigan beating Ohio State would change anything because then you're just subbing Michigan for Ohio State, assuming that the, the winner... I mean, the, big, the winner from the Big Ten is probably getting so, in unless it's Wisconsin. My,
1: so, I'm, I mean, my point is there's a lot of ways for Cincinnati to still be left out. That's true. And the committee will definitely say, hey, they yeah, so they middle want finger. To. To,
0: yeah. But we'll see. Obviously, the new playoff rankings will come out tomorrow on Tuesday. Um, you know, it could be today if you're listening on Tuesday. But, uh you know, we'll see. I think that that was a big win for them, a big feather in the cap. And I think the best thing working for them right now is that Houston keeps winning games. And Houston is going to be ranked most likely when they play in the AAC championship game. The Cougs. Yeah, the Cougs.
1: So, I don't know. I just think it's kind of pathetic that they're like hoping that they'll play a ranked team at the end of the year and that's going to be their mm. whole, you know, milestone. It's yeah. it's just so ridiculous. Play in a real conference and it's to their no, no fault of their own, but speaking I can't of, wait for
0: UCF next year to be in Pac yeah, that, 12. Yeah, that'd be sweet. Um, speaking of pathetic, the mm-hmm. Pac 12 is out. Oregon loses uh, at Utah. Come on, Pac 12. I called it. I said this is when the Pac 12 uh, kills itself and eliminates itself from the Pac-12 or, or from the playoff. And it's just like a tradition. I tweeted this out from, our, from the College Football Twitter account, yeah. at CFB underscore POD. I said, you know, the Pac-12, Pac-12 being left out of the playoff, a tradition unlike any other. And it's true. They just always find a way to eliminate themselves. Oregon can, continues to do it. Washington's done it a couple times. USC has done it. Well, they need a good team. They're going to get a good team soon. USC is going to get a coach in there. <laughs> I hope so. They're be. I heard they're being diligent with this. I mean, new they should look, the, It's shameful right now. If you saw that USC UCLA game on Saturday, that's a game with two storied programs, two of the biggest culture ball programs. In a city Shame. where they both reside in Los Angeles, and the stadium was like not even half full. That's pathetic. If both teams are in the same city, it should be the easiest sellout in the world because you can only sell half the state, half the seats to each fan base, right. and no one even goes. It's it's pathetic. You only have good fan bases in Austin, it seems like, a- in Salt Lake City, where Boulder, have- baby, Boulder. Yeah, I mean, look, <laughs> it's just it, it sucks that the Pac-12 is so bad. But the funny thing is that from a football standpoint. I actually would argue that the Big 12 is the worst right now. The Big 12 has only two teams above 500 right
1: now, Oklahoma and yeah. Oklahoma State. Now the Big 12 is kind of doing the same thing. There's no great team, so they're all beating the hell out of each other. Yeah. But uh, I think that there's just a couple – here. Everyone in the Big Twelve's done the same thing. They've all worked on defense at the same time. It's like they're all kind of growing together, and that's one thing that I find is really interesting. These conferences start playing the same style of football. How is that going to change with all this realignment and a lot of teams potentially moving the next couple of years? But yep. I think you're right. The Big Twelve is potentially with the, the Pac-12 right there. The Pac-12's not as bad as people think. They just You're don't right. have these elite teams. I right. Mean, Utah, they lacked an elite team. Utah's still a good football team. Arizona State just lost 24-10 on the road to Oregon State. People, most people are like, Oregon State? You know, so the pac is not as bad as you may think, but, uh, yeah, the Big Twelve is probably right there with them.
0: Okay. Love it. Um, let's see. Moving on, we had Alabama survive against Arkansas. Arkansas with some great plays. They had a fake field goal that went for a touchdown. The FFG. Uh, I love <laughs> that. Uh, they didn't cover at all. We were both wrong about that. We should have expected better that Alabama struggle against teams that they struggle against teams that run the ball well. And Arkansas does that. Arkansas played them really tough. You know, they were in it towards the end there. Uh, Sam Pittman just continues to do a great job with that Arkansas program. They're close in big games. They're winning big games. I think that program is completely on the on the upward trajectory.
1: Yeah, for sure. But Alabama is going to be just fine come the end of the season. Mm-hmm. I know they're not showing the dominance they
0: usually do. Don't worry. They'll be okay. Rivalry game this weekend against Auburn. Uh, Ohio State goes nuclear on Michigan State. They were up 40, 45 or 49 to nothing at halftime. I can't remember. Whatever awesome. it was, that game was over immediately. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were both wrong on that. We both thought you know Michigan State would have – you know, I, I didn't think that their defense would show up, but I thought their offense would show up enough to keep them in the game, and boy, were we wrong. Ohio State reminds everybody that they have the best offense in the nation. Do you think Mel Tucker was distracted or not? He just signed a, a contract. Big old contract. He, he just, eight, eight and a half million, I think. He's going to be the second highest paid in the Big Ten now, top five in the country, the highest, uh, highest paid for African-American head coach. Huge contract for him, and how does he uh, reward the school for... You know, for giving him that contract, he goes out and gets blown out by Ohio State. That's typical on the road. Yeah, that, that's what Mel Tucker does. Pretty you know, tough. He's, uh, Although I gotta say, I was bummed to see that he resigned because I he's been he's two and zero against Michigan. I was happy because he's not going to go to USC now. I thought he was going to go to LSU. I truly thought he'd go to a an SEC school. So he's now, staying I, in East Lansing. If I were a
1: coach, I wouldn't want to go to LSU. It's hmm. too much of a a high pressure situation. Too much of a. High turnover. You're not going to keep a I job there for long. I
0: think it's great. I think you'd want to go there. Hey, you're they are got a, a, f- a tiger. I know. they got a
1: tiger mascot. Mm. A real live
0: tiger. we got this LSU swag in the studio because of you. Yeah, so. that's right. Shout yeah. out, Coach O. Um, <laughs> since, uh, we talked about Cincinnati. Baylor. Baylor, K-State. Baylor gets the win, but Gary Bohannon goes down. Looks bad. Could be season-ending season as far as his injury. Could have been an Achilles. Could have been an ACL no one knows yet. There's no report, but that's tough for Baylor, who was really trending in the right direction. They're kind of on their way to maybe having a spot in the Big 12 championship game, and it looks like Gary Bohanna might might be down for the rest of the season. And that's tough a loss, yeah, big for loss sure. for him. Yeah, uh, Oklahoma survives against Iowa State. That was a great game, uh, really close at the end. There, uh, Iowa State mounted a comeback, and there were some really weird plays in that game. But ultimately, the Sooners survive. They do cover. They get the win, and they cover. Uh, Nebraska. Nebraska gets screwed by Big Ten refs. Love it. I don't know if you saw this, Tyler. At the end of the Wisconsin game, you know, this was a really close game. I don't think either team Wisconsin ever led by more than seven. Nebraska covers again. They continue to just lose games by one score, but at the end, they had a chance. There was fourth down. I think at like the 25 or 30 yard line, right? There's like 10, 11 seconds left on the clock. They throw. It's not even really a Hail Mary at this point because they're not that far away. And there's more time. It's just it's fourth down, right? They throw a pass into, like, right at the two yard line or whatever, right? And the most clear pass interference I've ever seen. And I know that you never call pass interference on a Hail Mary, but this really wasn't a Hail Mary. It was like a 30 yard pass. It wasn't like he just bombed it from, you know, from wherever and prayed that someone, he was throwing it at a guy. And clear pass interference from Wisconsin. The refs don't don't uh, throw a flag. It would have given them a first down with like five seconds left and another shot at a touchdown. And that ends up being... I mean, Scott Frost was livid on the sideline, and I actually totally agree with him. I felt like that call was the easiest to make in the whole world. I Here's what I hope happened. I hope
1: <laughs> that these referees were in some kind of... Uh, uh, fixing the game conspiracy. Yep. I, w- I wish the worst upon Scott Frost in Nebraska. For those who don't know, I just hate the program. Uh, it. So look, I, I I hope that happened. I hope that it was intentional. I hope that that makes mm. it that much harder to, to accept for Nebraska. And I understand it too, because whether it was uh, for the hatred of Nebraska or whatever reason, I totally get it. I'm behind it. Mm. I wish ill upon uh, the Huskers. And... I uh, well, I mean, to an extent, obviously. Let's keep it classy here.
0: But uh, no, just go crazy, <laughs> make it worse. <laughs> no, but no, I, I love I'm, I'm to. Glad. I love
1: rubbing it in. I'm glad that that happened to him, and I don't feel
0: bad at all. I love that because I feel like there was a couple of weeks ago when you picked against Nebraska and you you tried really hard to passionately argue that your <laughs> hatred for them had nothing to do with it. And yeah. let's be honest, it had everything to that do with was, it. That uh, was maybe uh, one of my lies on this show yeah yeah for sure no I love it um and then uh last note I had here Texas loses again six straight loss Texas is not back Sark's gonna be on I don't think he's gonna get fired but I think it's really bad and they have to they have to figure something out to hold the recruiting class and I think he might have to to get a new defensive coordinator in I think next year we may have some Sarkeesian sound bites on here. Going, God, yeah. well, it was fun being the coach of Texas. Well, if he does get fired, he's going to end up on the coaching carousel, which we're going to we're going to we're going to do the coaching carousel right now. So listen, mm. there are some big pro- high profile jobs that are available right now: LSU, Southern Cal, Florida, Virginia Tech, um, possibly Miami. We'll see. Washington State is open, and here's what I basically did: I created a list of dream scenarios. For college football, this is a great hire for the team, and it works out well for the world of college football. And I think that if if any of these you know firms that are hired by the university to go on a coaching search or, are listening, take some of my advice. This this would be great for all of these schools. I will react. Give me these coaches, and uh, I'll let you know what I think. Okay, here we go. First off, LSU. Hire Dave Aranda, the head coach of Baylor. They're turning things around at Baylor. He's done it really quickly. Last year, they struggled, and this year, things have totally changed. He was the defensive coordinator there when they won the national championship. He's proven himself as a defensive coordinator. He knows Louisiana. He can recruit there. Give him a good offensive coordinator, and I think LSU will be very good instantly. Now, then you have to hire a replacement at Baylor, right? Every time oh, I, I love how you're doing this. Yes. Okay, okay. Here, here's who Baylor hires to replace Musical Chairs, Dave Aranda. Now we all know that in Texas, it's all about recruiting. It's about branding. Yes, you got to be able to, to compete with all those Texas schools. Hire Dion Sanders. Oh, everyone's saying Dion to Florida State. Oh! I don't think he's ready for Florida Prime. State yet. But you hire Prime Time at Baylor. He uh, he he gets a little more experience, wins some big games at Baylor, and then he can take the job at Florida State one day. Do do kids know who Prime is?
2: Does no. that work still? So no, their wh- dad's
1: telling. So crime what's is. his appeal? I mean, you, when your dad tells you, "Hey, he was good back in my See, day," but
0: it usually makes them less cool. He's also like he like has an uh, an Instagram profile. He's cool. He dresses hip. He's you know. Oh, he's so still, uh, so do I. I'm cool. I dress hip. Yeah, but, yeah, but no I have one an Instagram knows you. Profile. No one knows you. But by, based on my
1: fashion, how long would it take to figure something like that out?
0: Mm, well, here's the thing: mm. is that you got to win too. But I think that he he can well, at least I don't know. okay. Then I'll take over for wherever Dion leaves. Here's where at least Dion can do. He can sure. They don't know him. No 13-year-old kid is like, I remember watching Dion. He can show him the tape. He can make, look how awesome I was. Yeah. And football players will appreciate that. So I think they'll like his uh, press conferences more than his on the field. Okay. Well, we'll see. Dion to Baylor. That's how it works. Next up, Southern Cal. Mm-hmm. James Franklin. Now, look, I've been uh, pretty much the, one of the biggest haters of James Franklin for a while. I call him Frames Janklin. I think he's a fraud. <laughs> I think he's a, a used car salesman, LARPing as a college football coach. LARP. But... He's perfect for that because at Southern Cal, you have to be able to recruit well. He, he has always recruited well at Penn State. He's a fantastic recruiter. And you have to be like a little bit of Hollywood. You have to be able to get in front of the cameras. You got to be able to have like a persona, be popular in front of, you know, in that whole Hollywood environment. And I actually think that because he's such a fantastic actor, he's been pretending to be a head coach for so long, a good head coach for so <laughs> long. He'd be perfect for Southern Cal. And I actually think, All jokes aside, I think he would win a lot of games at Southern Cal, being a good recruiter. And, you know, he's won some big games. You know, he's he's kind of up and down at Penn State right now, but I think he would do well there, especially without the competition of teams like Ohio State and Michigan State and Michigan, you know, in the in the the Pac twelve for him. So I love it. James Franklin goes to Southern Cal. His replacement Luke Fickle. Luke Fickle goes from Cincinnati to Penn State. He's recruiting the area in the Midwest there already. He wants a big-time Big Ten coaching job. I don't think Ryan Day's leaving in the next couple of years. He's probably waiting for that Ohio State job, but now he can take a big job. He can play Ohio State, show them that he's the great coach. So he goes to Penn State, right? Okay. His replacement. We're you, going you, three. You're, you're on a roll here by this the way i'm loving inception this. Three, i it. <laughs> three dream levels deep right we're like at the third level a coach within a coach Cincinnati brings back marcus freeman marcus freeman was the the defensive okay. coordinator under okay. luke kiffin luke luke fickle luke goodness fickle. gracious uh, my brain's in too many places right i now. can tell you're working he's now the defensive coordinator at notre dame he's doing a great job there now he goes back to cincinnati he can be the head coach he does a great job there right now we go to florida Here's the perfect hire for Florida. Everyone is talking about I, – look, I, I heard when it came to LSU, there's been all these rumors about LSU offered uh, Lincoln Riley. They're throwing out big numbers, right? Lincoln Riley goes to Florida. Okay, he's already proven he can win in Oklahoma. I'm not saying that Oklahoma is not a good program, but Lincoln Riley might say, maybe I've, I've topped Oklahoma what they can be. He goes to Florida where he's now in the SEC East. He's not playing Alabama every year. He can recruit like an animal. We already know that he's going to have teams that score a lot of points. He's going to be in the SEC championship game almost every year at that point, right? Yeah. Plus, the playoff is expanding. So, that's Florida goes after Lincoln Riley, and Oklahoma actually gets a great replacement. They replace him <laughs> with Josh Heupel. Josh Heupel won an national okay. championship as a player at Oklahoma. He wants to go back there. He's doing a great job at Tennessee. I like think you're starting to get a little... Uh, Getting hot takey here. This one might be a little hot take. But it would be perfect for college football. Josh Heupel goes to Oklahoma. It's a win-win for the Sooners there. Maybe not a win-win losing Lincoln Riley, but it's a win for, for the Sooners getting a good coach and Josh Heupel back. And then his replacement at Tennessee, Billy Napier, the head coach at Louisiana, the Raging Cajuns. He's done a great job there. That team's been tough. Now he gets a big-time program to, to show it off. I like Billy Napier going to Tennessee. How long is this carousel ride? The replacement for <laughs> for Billy Napier at Louisiana, Coach O, oh, Coach O. He's a hero oh, in the state God of Louisiana. Oh. He fits in. He's got the accent, dude. He, he is a raging Cajun. Exactly. He, he is a he literally is a raging, Cajun. Is a raging yeah. Cajun. That's why it's perfect. We're four levels deep now. That's where Coach O goes. He can he can retire there. The expectations aren't huge. Uh, it's perfect, right? Virginia Tech. You hire Brett Venables. Virginia Tech made their – You know they got big based off of having a really good defensive coach. They always had Bud Foster. You know, They had Frank Beamer, or whatever. Hire Brett Venables away from Clemson. Get, he's one of the best coordinators in college football. Get Virginia Tech back to playing good defense and being competitive in games. They don't need to be a team that has to score 50 to win. I like them having a good defense. Last but not least, Washington State, the Cougs, Hire Alex Grinch, the defensive coordinator of Oklahoma. Lincoln Riley leaves; he doesn't want to stay there anymore. He he played or he coached at Washington State at one point, and then Oklahoma they need a new defensive coordinator. Bring in Wait, Todd, b- Todd before, Grantham. Before you get on to Al, uh, before you get off Alex Grinch. Yeah, I heard he's really mean around Christmas. Mm, he's a mean one. Mm-hmm. You're, yeah, I mean the delay was even better than the soundbite. Uh, <laughs> I think. That- <laughs> I think That was probably more appropriate. That one That, hit. Was. that yeah. was a that one. That one. It was a swing and a miss, uh-huh. but I like it. You Thanks. gotta try. You gotta swing if you're gonna hit a home run. <laughs> exactly. I'm trying over here. Um, Todd Grantham. You bring in him. Ah. He's the defensive coordinator. Got fired at Florida. He goes to Oklahoma. Oklahoma keeps things rolling. That's all I got. And then that's all you got. Sorry. The last one where Dan <laughs> Mullen goes. Where Dan, Dan, Mullen, right, Dan Mullen. He goes. takes the offensive coordinator job at Southern Cal under James Franklin, and they probably start winning Pac-12 championships, going to playoffs immediately. So that's well, it. Oh, well, uh putting there, the pieces together. That, I mean that the puzzle is complete. Was that did that was that basically a audio representation of the meme from Always Sunny of Charlie Day with the yarn and, and all the picture where it's like a conspiracy Pepe Silvia? <laughs> <laughs> that was basically that's what That's exactly that is. what that was. I, I hope that's how things shake out. I think it'd be perfect for college football. Well, I uh if things go exactly that way, I'll give you a hundred bucks. A hundred? Yeah. If things go that way, then I'm like a profit. I'm offering you a risk free bet here. Okay. All right. Well, let's call it a (laughs) thousand. For all of those things? (laughs) For each one of those things to happen? A thousand. It's a 1000 bucks. No, I've never make something like that. It's $100. All right, well, I'll take my 100 <laughs> Um Tyler, before we get to Thanksgiving, uh, yes, let's Will. talk about BetUS. Oh,
1: BetUS, BetUS. Do you want me to sing the new song that I made for them, or should I just do a read? Uh,
0: they have jingles now?
1: They've got jingles. Uh, uh, BetUS is an awesome sports book. They're one of our friends. And a way that you can help us is simply by signing up with BetUS and using promo code TAILGATE. Now, BetUS is awesome. They have a lot of the sports that we talk about. You know, and, and uh, you can find a lot of the good lines for most of the games that, uh, that we have or any other NFL games, college football games, whatever. You can also check out the casino. They got the horses. They got, you know, some blackjack, whatever you want there. Something I found recently, if you like betting on your favorite TV shows. If you like betting on will there be an alien attack on the on uh, the world. If you like to bet on future award shows like the Academy Awards, the Grammys, the Time Person of the Year, the Golden Globes, you can bet on all these things on BetUS. It's so much fun. So take your experience of betting sports to the next level with all these different options and when you sign up, use promo code tailgate and get access to all their bonuses. That's betus.com promo code tailgate. I got a problem with that bet about if the aliens
0: invade because well let's look up the odds I can pull it up right now if they invade uh-huh. <laughs> are you well, going what, what, to get cashed out on that <laughs> like yeah. all of a sudden like the the guy working at the casino is going to be like yeah let me honor your ticket yeah they're going to rush back to work and, and cash the tickets yeah that's that's a win win bet well, for he, he, for the the sports books here that's criminal so they got a couple
1: bets under the alien category the first one is the first country to be attacked USA is plus eight fifty mm. Russia is ten to one. Greenland is eleven to one. Greenland. Guess, it's because it's up there. Like it, it, it's geographically do they think just like North. Like Santa has all the aliens in the North Pole. <laughs> maybe it's just like the idea is the aliens are like land on top. I mean,
0: but so like, like, what attack Greenland. How many people are even in Greenland? But they, maybe that's the perfect place for they the aliens have to land? land. That's not even an attack. Then that's just hey, we stopped in Greenland so, on the way. <laughs> so maybe
1: attack. Right? They probably wouldn't even. How? 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 much like the average sports book, now not like BetUS, BetUS honors all bets, but a lot of sports books, they may say, no, 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 we said
0: alien attack. They landed and didn't attack. So we're not going to honor the bet, even if it lands in Greenland. What do you think the Greenland population is? I'm Googling it right now. What's your best? The current uh, population of the entire country. I of have Greenland. no idea where to even start. I'm going to go 50,000. <laughs> 56,907. Oh, look at that guess! Nice. That's a nice little Closest yeah. that going uh, over. How about that?
1: Nice. All right, the other bet under alien attack. The alien attack. Uh, the first human to be abducted. Elon Musk is fourteen to one. No, Donald Trump, he Trump he is sixteen an alien, to one. So
0: he's in on it.
1: All right, so this is the where it gets interesting. Elon Musk fourteen to one. Donald Trump sixteen to one. Tyson Fury. The boxer is also sixteen to one. I mean, what Why is this? Tyson Fury? Yeah, that none of these make and then any sense. <laughs> that Joe Biden is twenty to one,
0: and then the, the last one. I'll go. I'll, I'll tell I'll you who they this. who they would abduct. Jeff Bezos, because he's going to be the future leader of the whole world. So you want to get you want to oh, get after that guy. Oh, Jeff Bezos is on here. Jeff Bezos is twenty to one. Okay, that's, those are great
1: odds. So I love it. that's good value according to Will. Yes. And uh, the last one, I lied. This is the last one we'll do. Humans versus aliens. Winner. Humans are minus I 150. Mean, aliens are plus 110. The, give me the aliens all day. <laughs> why, why would we be favorites? I don't know. That's but it, absurd. Look, folks, you could literally bet on all of these things right now on
0: BetUS. But that's just... I mean, that's like burning your money because it's a ticket you can never cash or <laughs> so that's refund. why you
1: have to bet humans it's because if the humans win we will be think... around to cash the bet plus you got to bet on your favorite team
0: right that's how a lot of people do this i think that that's uh yeah that's that humans a are minus bet. 150 I aliens mean, are plus 110 sports books like that we could team up you know it's like a war of the world scenario i think it's preposterous I, I don't know really how they come up with those lines those are oh uh, i'll tell you how they throw a fucking dart at a board and they post it there's no <laughs> right. there's no like simulation, there's no guy who's handicapping aliens versus humans. Do you want to know how out of touch I am I with like pop- that guy's job with pop
1: culture these days? Yeah. I just pulled up uh, BetUS's Academy Awards uh, odds. You I don't, don't know, know any, of the movies. any of these movies. Yeah, of course, uh, you don't. Belfast is the best picture at plus two fifty. Yeah, shout the, out Ireland. The Power of the Dog is plus six fifty. Dune. I've heard of Dune. I've seen a couple of commercials. Dune for was Dune. great. I could give you a
0: quick. That's uh, ten to one review of Nightmare it. Nightmare
1: Alley eight to one. House of Gucci, which sounds like my house at home. Shout to be out honest, Gucci.
0: twelve to one. So uh, what's Dune about? Is Dune good? Would you recommend it? Uh, so I read the book. I would say if you haven't read the <sighs> book, it's no. This isn't like a high uh-huh. and mighty. I'm not. I'm really not even that big of a reader. But I read the book. And if you've read the book, the movie is incredible because it follows the book to a T. If you haven't, it's still like a cool movie, but you're going to maybe have a hard time following some of the things. It's a really like, uh, deep and intense story with a lot of details that are, it's hard to make into a movie, frankly. So they had to leave a lot of stuff out in order to make... I mean, the book, mind you, the first book, it's a series of books. The movie is only the first half of the first book. And it's like a two and a half hour long movie, and they still had to leave stuff out in order to make it work. Okay. So that kind of gives you an idea. But cool movie. If you're into sci fi, I recommend it for sure. And just read the book. The book is awesome. So, okay. Well, yeah. Frank Herbert. There you go. I love out out. it. Shout um, out. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, all right. Well, we got to do. Should, should we get back to the show? It's, it's <laughs> Thanksgiving, Tyler. It so is. We've got, it's Thanksgiving week. I we love got Thanksgiving a week. A Turkey Day segment. And this was your idea. Yeah, it's Turkey Day. We got to celebrate a little Turkey Day. Okay. Well, tell us how this is going to work. All right, so here's how it's going to work. First of all, I got a great... uh What is that, the Dune soundtrack? Okay, that's better. You like this? Yeah, I do. Gobble, gobble.
1: Mm. Some of my turkeys. Okay. Okay, so... Um, we got our uh, overrated and underrated things for Thanksgiving. Now, I went meal-related, food-related, because mm. that's usually what I do for Thanksgiving. But we've got an overrated, underrated. And then we also have our turkey of the year in college football. And then something we're thankful for in college football. So let's stick first with Thanksgiving, the, the, the holiday Thanksgiving. Overrated, underrated, all start. I went food for both. Oh, okay. Overrated has to be stuffing. Stuffing is talked Mm. about way too much. Everyone incorporates stuffing with Thanksgiving. You know, there's a great Thanksgiving dish. It's a Thanksgiving dish. You know, South Park did a whole thing about stuffing. Was it brought here from aliens? Mm. Potentially. Uh, But look, I think stuffing is decent, especially if you get a real, real good stuffing. It's only decent at best. It's overrated. It's talked about way too much. There's too many other good things on the table to be so fixated on. Stuffing. So I'm not a big stuffing guy. Stuffing is my overrated okay. food. Underrated, pies. 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 I love pies. I love a good pie. It's not what everyone goes to. So I recommend if you don't usually get a pie, get a pie this year. Try apple a pie. pie. Get a little apple pie. Pumpkin pie. I've got a quick top four for my pies. I got my my, my power ranking for pies Oatmeal, top cream four. Pie.
0: Shout out Nick Saban.
1: Yeah, there you go uh I, by the way i wanted to start my days that way nick saban eats a two cream pies coffee every, every day every morning i love that so i went to the store and i got some i wanted to be like nick you know how much sugar is in those it's a things? lot of sugar so i, I stopped doing it you I, need the calories to fuel the hatred no no then have a banana okay i don't appreciate that much sugar in okay, the morning maybe enough. when i'm you know 60 then i can yeah, say yeah. fine
0: okay too much sugar
1: for me okay my pies. My, my my final four for pies. Or yeah. My my college football playoff four. Number four, Apple. Oh, that's way too low. Okay. Number three, and this is just for Thanksgiving. Number four, seed upset all the way. Pumpkin. Yeah. Okay, Pumpkin's three. Number two, Cherry. Number one, Key Lime. I mean, that's the most key horrific
0: lime. playoff no. ranking I've ever heard for <laughs> pies in my life. Those should I be literally so particular with my pies. opposite No, order.
1: Key Lime is the best pie ever invented, and I don't care whether it's uh, Thanksgiving, uh, non-holiday... Christmas. I don't care. Key lime always has its, it's place. Good. Key lime is the best pie invented in the history of pies. I love it. And cherry, I like my apple tart. Pie. I like tart. Cherry's three. No, apple simply gets the nod as four because it's good. It's a go-to. Yeah, it's if you really get apple done well, that's fine. But let me say this. Apple is I feel bad if I'm apple pie, because you have been ruined by a lot of people who think apple pie, is e- apple pie is easy to make. It's easy to swim. Apple pie is not easy to make. And I will take a great apple pie, but there's too many average apple pies out there. So I go key lime one, cherry two, pumpkin three, apple four. Uh, I, it's a crime against humanity. What do you continue. got for
0: overrated, underrated? Uh, overrated. I didn't go full food on overrated because I really couldn't think of a, a particular thing. But now I'm going to say... Uh, key lime pie, thanks to your <laughs> rating. Um, but <laughs> gourds, right. like everyone has, like gourds on their table. Mm-hmm. You know, like yes. little squashes and yes. pumpkins. They're overrated. They serve no purpose. They look stupid. Uh, like, what are we doing putting these, like, frumpy, you know, things that look like giant so, warts so all over our table? You're not a man of decoration. What's you just the, like to get to the point. You're a meat
1: and potatoes. It's get.
0: fine to have a nice table, but, like, mm-hmm. we're going to cover it with, like, gourds and hay look, and I did, shit. And I, make I disagree. It look like we're in a barn. I love a nice centerpiece.
1: And if you want to overdo it a little bit, overdo it.
0: Mm. But I love a nice... Too uh, many gourds. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I don't like that. Uh, <laughs> underrated, <laughs> the, the or- cranberries. <laughs> uh, like cranberry goes good mm-hmm. on everything. It okay. goes well on the turkey, the stuffing, the mashed potatoes, the breads. Like it's uh, The cranberry sauce, isn't, but it has to be good cranberry sauce. Here's the question with cranberry sauce, and I know people out there have, have gone to fists over this one. Yeah, I'm ready. Is it acceptable to bring the canned cranberry no, no that's what i'm saying it has to be good you can't nothing that looks like uh the shittiest jello that you've ever had in your life sliding out of a can you gotta like make it yourself get a recipe Look, make sure I, it's I have, delicious i have a confession to make you i will take the cranberry in the can. i will take fresh cranberry
1: and i actually love fresh cranberry cranberry sauce is one of my underrated mm-hmm. it didn't it's not the underrated but i love cranberry okay I also really like the canned cranberry. I actually love it. I think it's fantastic. I'll take both. I'll take actually Gross. on the same part of the plate. I'll take some cranberry. And then if there's also canned, give me a little mm-hmm, overrated a little canned, canned
0: cranberry, underrated good cranberry sauce. And then I my, my last can. underrated oh. Thanksgiving sweatpants. Like everyone dresses up for Thanksgiving. Wear something that you can stretch into with all that food you're going to eat. I like sweatpants, sweatshorts, slippers. You just mentioned that's a key factor. You got to have some belt room. You, yeah, yeah, you yeah. got to have some no, slack there. because the, it lets you eat more during, th- you know, throughout the day. All right, let's get to the college football part of this. Okay. Your college
1: football turkey of the year. I'll go first. It's Dan Mullen. Mm. It's got to be Dan. He's a turkey. He's a turkey. I mean, yeah, and I said this earlier in the show. I'm going to give him credit for being a good coach, but I just don't love the way... He, I don't think he's very professional. I don't think he's very buttoned up. Mm. His wife is... Seemingly the horniest wife in college football. That's nice. Yeah, so uh,
0: he's a bit of a turkey this year. Okay. So my, I had to pile on this show, Dan. My turkey is Penn State. If there's now rumors saying that James Franklin working on an extension, he's not going somewhere else. Penn State, if they extend James Franklin, <laughs> they're the turkey at this point because he's, he's tapped out you know the, what you can get out of Penn State, yeah. at least for him. I think he's better off going somewhere else. I think they're better off hiring someone new, someone fresh. I know he recruits well, but he doesn't do enough with the talent. Uh, I think Penn State's the turkey if they resign. I love that. James Franklin. Okay. All right. Now, last, while we wrap up this uh, Thanksgiving segment,
1: everyone likes to say what they're thankful for on Thanksgiving. Yep. So what are you thankful for this Thanksgiving in college football? I will start. I'm thankful for Utah beating Oregon last week. And here's the reason why. You know I'm a Pac-12 fan. Yes. The reason is this now puts pressure on the college football playoff committee. Pressure I think they haven't faced since this has existed. So Oregon losing, Utah winning, it puts a whole new twist on everything. So I know it seems recent, but this year I'm thankful for Utah beating Oregon, forcing the hand of the committee and making this tough on them. Interesting. I'm rooting for chaos.
0: Okay, I like that. I am thankful for... First of all, NCAA football on its way back, <laughs> yes. the video game. It's coming back. We don't know when, but it's on its way back, so I'm thankful for that. And then I'm thankful for a full season with sellout stadiums. Last year with the COVID season, mm. the whole thing sucked. The Big Ten played six games. The Pac-12 played four. We were betting on FCS football. It was ridiculous. The SEC played 10. The ACC played nine. You had empty stadiums. It was it was awful. And so I'm thankful that at least in the world of college football, things have returned back to normal and uh and we have college football, you know, like we normally do again. Well, there you go well. Oh, like, we we got to say we're thankful for yeah, and all th- this. And In the midst to be the listeners. Yes, oh, me Shout too. Shout out the listeners. Yeah, thankful for all of you. Uh, all right, rivalry week segment. We're going to get to our best bets, but first, is it, being that it's rivalry week, right? We got the Auburn Alabama the Iron Bowl. We got the game Michigan versus Ohio State. We got the Egg Bowl. We got the Apple Cup. All these fantastic rivalries. I wanted to go with best non-college football or sports rivals. Not we're not talking Duke versus North Carolina. We're talking, you know, Yankees versus Boston, uh, the Red Sox. These are just best rivals in in the world. Yeah. What It could be anything you Any want. Any kind Tyler. of rivalry. And I have like six here. So, Tyler, give me some of yours. Just rattle some off. I have two categories. Okay. And I have five each in both categories. Okay. So,
1: which category do you want first? TV slash movie rivalries or food rivalries? Let's go food first. I have food rivalries. I'll, I'll just rattle off all five real quick. Yep. Coke versus Pepsi. Yep. Chipotle versus Qdoba. Mm. Hot dogs versus hamburgers. Where do you go on that? Are you a hot dog guy, hamburger guy. <sighs> I mean... You got to pick one. I guess I have to choose burgers, but if
0: I'm at a barbecue, I'm doing both. All right.
1: Uh, queso versus guac. Yep. And then goldfish
0: versus Cheez-Its. Those oh, are my man. food rivalries. Yeah. Well, those are fantastic. I like that. I actually had a couple of those already, so I like that. Where do you go for goldfish and Cheez-Its? I go Cheez-Its, but I I I don't do the low-fat ones like you. Uh, I like the the, the OG (laughs) ones. Low-fat is the way to go. Yeah, no, I like that. I had Coke versus Pepsi, and Coke wins every day of the week. Mm -hmm. Pepsi sucks. Mm -hmm. Uh, All right, what's your your other category? Uh, TV TV. slash movie rivalries. Okay, I bet I know what one of them is. Can I I guess? Yeah. Jerry versus Newman. It is. Jerry versus <laughs> Jerry Newman Seinfeld is one of versus them. Yes. Newman.
1: And uh, more a little bit uh, more meta than that Seinfeld versus Friends. Ah, love so, it. So so Seinfeld Friends versus sucks. Friends and then Jerry versus Newman within Seinfeld. Okay. Uh uh South Park. We're both South Park fans. Kyle and Cartman. Yep. Kyle versus Great Cartman in uh, South Park. Yes. Uh Star Wars versus Star Trek. Mm. That's a big one. Not even I know close. those fans Star don't Star uh, Wars
0: <laughs> wins. And then uh, Harry Potter versus Voldemort. Oh, that's a great rival. Isn't I didn't that a think good that One I like yeah. that one. Yeah. yeah, shout out. Okay, I didn't group hey. them by anything. I, these were just off yeah, the cut. I'm sure yours are going to be better than mine. So let me give you a little intro. I here. don't know. I don't know if they are. All right. First of all. Yes. Liberals versus conservatives. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Great rivals. That's a good one. Both hate each I think other. I think you took the, the prize with that one. They both think that the other is ruining the world and yep. that they're saving it. Uh, anyone that's too deep in one or the other is annoying and yes. we don't want to hear you talk about yes. it. Uh, just classic rivals. I love now, it. Before we get off that, I got a couple topics to bring up to you. Let's okay. see what you
1: said with some real political issues here. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm just kidding.
0: <laughs> Let's get into it. Clay Travis. Um, Ford versus Chevy, especially trucks. Truck people love to argue about Ford versus Chevy. Now, is that a rivalry anymore? Has oh, it, yes.
1: Has it shifted to the American cars versus
0: like the non-American cars? Well, that's a different rivalry, but mm-hmm. I just feel like if you talk to truck people, there's a real... And Dodge is in there, too, but I feel like the real... Two-headed monster there, not in there. Is, is Ford versus Chevy. Okay. I mean, are, do you have a side for that? I, I, I mean, I'd probably go Ford, but I, had a Ford I don't for a care while. either way. I got a Nissan so. that. That's, that's a mm. Japanese car. Yeah. Okay. I like that. Yeah. How about Japanese versus Chinese? Classic uh, historical <laughs> rivals. Um, yeah. Finance bros versus crypto bros. Oh, dude. Now, look, it's fun being in the world of both but like, there are a lot of crypto bros that hate finance bros and finance bros that think crypto is the worst thing in the world. If you don't know what crypto is, you probably just shouldn't even bother at this point. (laughs) It's too convoluted. We're not going to explain it to you, but that's a fun rivalry.
1: Finance bros, here's if you're a finance bro who doesn't like a crypto bro, you're just not willing to adapt, in my opinion. Mm. If you don't like crypto or don't understand crypto, you're just kind of stuck with the... It can
0: be confusing. I get
1: it. But a lot of things can be confusing. Learn a bit, a little bit about it. That's the way the world's Amen. going. However, crypto guys are annoying as shit. It's true. You, you know can't what? Be too crypto. A, a, a friend of mine who I haven't talked to since seriously high school ended. A mm. friend of mine who I haven't talked to since high school. It's been 16 years since I. Since I he invited me to be a friend on uh, Twitter a couple weeks ago. Oh. And I was like, oh, this is awesome, and so I, I accepted his his follow request or whatever, and. Uh, He sent me a DM the next morning. I thought, oh, that's awesome. He's reaching out. Buy some Doge. Yes! He was trying (laughs) to get me to buy this new coin. He was like, hey, have you heard of this? It's a scam. You Buy this? And I'm just like, dude...
0: Shut I can't wait up. to after this is done hear, guys, hear who it was. I'll tell you after the show,
1: <laughs> crypto guys are so goddamn annoying. Yeah, it's look, like, it's cool to be into it, but just shut up about it. I mean, what happened is a lot of people who don't know how to handle money were just throwing a lot of money, so they're excited. It's like it's crypto. like people who don't. It's like non-winning sports betters winning bets, mm. and all they want to talk about is this ten-team parlay they hit. Mm. It's like, I'm happy for you, parlay guys honestly, versus I,
0: sharps, like another <laughs> classic rival.
1: <laughs> but honestly, I don't hold resentment uh, when someone hits a ten-team parlay. That's fantastic. Yes, just don't talk about for the next month and a half mm. as if as if you're a professional better that's the thing right yes. as if you say hey it's a 10 team i know i have a long shot yep. no big deal that's fine if you pretend like it's some strategy behind it that's the thing that's what crypto guys do they yeah. they, they act smarter than everyone else because they you know get they got involved it's in the Ethereum 10 years ago it's like dude, i'm happy for you yeah just take the money and just shut sh- up about chill bro it. exactly yeah shut i like up. that
0: okay um i know we said no sports but this isn't sports teams but tiger versus phil Tiger Woods versus Phil was a fun rivalry. Boy, you're an old man. I am an old man. Shout out Tiger all the way. Um, you like hard candy too? No. Talk about uh, talk about though. Talk about old man stuff, or mm. how about just? I mean, this might be the greatest historical rivalry of all time oh. if you're really thinking about oh. it. Muslims versus Jews. I mean, they've been <laughs> rivals for so long. They're digging their They're heels in. They're going deep with They this. don't like each other. It's a, I mean, it's a fantastic rivalry. You have to admit it. That's a um, great rivalry. And then my last one here, Apple versus Android. People get really that's feisty a, about that's
1: this. It's not a rivalry even anymore. No, you know what like that is? That's like when one team wins a hundred games in a row. It's cute to call it a rivalry. It's no longer a rivalry. No, As a matter of fact, you know what's funny is a lot of Hollywood. I disagree. Stu- a lot of Hollywood studios have now made it so the antagonist is not allowed to have an iPhone. The protagonist is not allowed to have it right. because well, there is so- Apple pays them. They're too. associating <laughs> Apple with
0: good guy these yeah. days. Well, here's the thing: is that I would disagree. It doesn't matter necessarily. If only one team is winning, it's, it matters if if they still care, oh. right? Because I have an Android, and all my friends, my family, they hate me. They won't stop bringing it up. Just this weekend, my sister was like, what is it? Why won't you get an iPhone? They Didn't hate you get me an, for it. I thought you got an iPhone. No, I've had an Android for years. Oh, are your not text going back. green still? Yes, I have green bubbles, dude. Shout out green people. Uh, Android oh, you people green, unite. You are a green unite person. Unite against the evil You're just, iPhone okay. overlords. Let me Let me just rewind and, and
1: let say something to the audience real quick. Yeah. Can you just take your headphones off so I can just talk to the yeah, audience real you. quick. Okay. Will is a I've known Will for a long time. Will is a bit of a hipster. Will doesn't like things that are generally popular. And so if something is liked amongst, let's say, most people in the group, you can pretty much guarantee Will won't like it, or eventually won't like it. So the reason we're saying this, don't feel bad, Apple users. Will just this is part of who Will is. This is why I love him. This is part of who he is. But you know, he take it with a grain of salt.
0: I back? Can awesome. I put my headphones back. Yeah, on? you can put your headphones back. I'm on, sure yes. what you said was great about me. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So Android versus Apple, just a classic rivalry. Uh-huh. So, and people still care about it. Same thing for Michigan. Ohio State. People say it's not a rivalry. I get it. Ohio State's dominated Michigan now for like 16 years. It's been like w- like one win for Michigan, but people still care about it. Ask Ohio State fans. They're, they still give a shit about it. They're not tired of it. Hey. Michigan fans do, too. I so. love that. We're getting into, into uh, week 13 best bets. Though, week Tyler. 13
1: best bets. Hey, hey! I've got a quick best bet to start things off. Okay. This is a great best bet. And I uh, I just went over to the BetUS page. All right. Joey Chestnut, they have bets set for the hot dog contest. Mm-hmm. Last year, he ate 13 hot dogs in the first minute. Okay.
0: Disgusting. This year, fucking disgusting. This year,
1: it is 11.5 C over under right now at okay. plus 130. Take the over eleven and a half at plus one thirty. Yeah,
0: but didn't he like lose or almost get beat this year? Isn't he slowing down? No,
1: he's not slowing down. Will your Are you information sure? is bad? Your hot dog guy, fire your hot dog guy. He's not slowing. down. I don't he, have a hot.
0: Joey dog Joey Chestnut guy. isn't going anywhere. I, I mean, I am my hot dog guy. Well, so maybe you should stick to college football. Um, interesting. All right, well, no we, wonder you're a hamburger guy. We uh, have lots of rivalry games we here. Do. I am rivalry a burger week. guy. All right, we're starting it off in the Big Ten. Iowa at Nebraska. Right now, Iowa. This is one of the craziest line movements I've seen all year. So it's it's at Nebraska. Iowa opened up as a three and a half point underdog. They're now a one and a half point favorite. That's a massive swing. This is a rivalry. You know how lots of rivalries have like trophies at stake. Mm -hmm. You know, or they have names for it. They should call this should be the battle for the golden cob of corn. There should be a <laughs> giant corn corn cob made of gold, and that's the trophy. But Wisconsin's cheese. No, no, this is Iowa and Nebraska. Oh, I okay. A couple of corn farming oh, people. that's great. Right? That's what this is. So it, th- this should be a new trophy that is created with this rivalry, mm. and it's the golden cob of corn. Look. The golden cob of corn. I mentioned it earlier. Nebraska, they nearly took down the Badgers on the road this week. They continue to just lose games by one score. They're in these games. They've been really close against good teams. Michigan, Ohio State, Michigan State, uh, they did it against Wisconsin. I think that Iowa was one of the most overrated teams this year. It's it's preposterous to me that they were ever ranked number two in the nation. Um and now we're seeing all this money flood in on Iowa. I love this bet even more now for Nebraska at home to get a win to end the season. Finally, something for the Husker fans to feel good about. Now they're underdogs. I like Nebraska plus one and a half here, Tyler. Oh, uh, boy. I don't want to make this a bet, but I lean the other direction.
1: Um, I talked about this same idea when Iowa played Wisconsin that Wisconsin historically has had Iowa's number. The reason is they played similar style, and it just hasn't been a good matchup. Well, it's the same thing here, just the the other direction. Iowa has beaten Nebraska six times in a row. They've really shut down what Scott Frost has tried to do offensively. And look, the whole reason why I don't love this game, Nebraska is such a better team than their record shows right now. They could be a six-win team right now, even a seven-win team. All of these close losses have to count for something, and I look at Nebraska's stats, really jumping off the page, This is a good team right now. I don't want to bet against them. And you got motivation. Wisconsin is going to go to a bowl. I keep saying Wisconsin. I don't know why I'm doing that. Iowa, is. they've got more football to play. This is Nebraska's last game of the season. So Nebraska's going to be fighting their tails off here. I think it's going to be max effort. They're going to want to get that final win of the season. And Scott Frost... Likely not going anywhere this season We mm. or next year. We already know that. He's locked it up. Yep. These players, similar to my handicap last couple weeks for Clemson, while it's not the aspirations Clemson's going to have next year, they're playing for their job next year. They're, they have very high expectations in the Big Ten. So all that given, I don't want to bet against Nebraska this game. It'll be a pass for me.
0: Okay. Well, I, I like Nebraska plus one and a half. Look, I think that their defense has just proven – that they're good this year. And I think that the offense has proven hey, you know, we've been able to score some points on some good teams enough to keep us close in games. You know, finally, they're not a 10 point underdog here. But, you know, the fact that Nebraska opened up a three and a half point for everyone, I think is kind of telling is that people are saying, oh, This yeah. is a good team right now. And all the money has swung, you know, onto Iowa. So I like Nebraska even more right now, plus one and a half. Uh, well, I don't want to put it up there. Okay, fair right. enough. Uh, move to the ACC. North Carolina. I love the act. The act. Uh, North Carolina at NC State. I feel like this one, I'm sure there's a name for this rivalry. You could look it up for me, but I, they should call it the battle for the golden tobacco pipe <laughs> because that's what North Carolina is known for. They grow tobacco. You know, I think that that, that should be the trophy at stake here. I think you got to have more trophies at stake for these rivalries. Is there? Do we I, have one? I for this? I don't see the name of it here. Okay, well, fair enough. Then I just invented it. We got the the in-state rivalry, but right now, NC State. We know that they were top ten ranked. They're leading their division in the ACC. It, you know, if they lose here, they might have run the risk of now losing a division to Clemson. But I, you know, they're favored right now. They're five and a half point favorites to North Carolina at home. Line open up seven. A bunch of money has come in on the Tar Heels. Look, this should... This should be a high-scoring game. NC State hasn't been able to stop anybody. They let a bad Clemson team score a lot of points on them last week. They can't stop the run. You look at North Carolina, they can't stop anyone either. Their defense has been terrible all year long. They've been in high-scoring shootouts. They've gotten a lot of points scored on them, a lot of talent, but they haven't been able to put it together. I think both these teams want to run the ball. I know that Sam Howell and that high-powered Passing offense is what everyone thinks of when they think of North Carolina, but I actually think that it's a team that's set up to run. I think both these teams want to run the ball and can't stop it. And if you ask me right now, North Carolina has too much firepower to to be counted out at five and a half points right now. I think they can absolutely win this game. I think they have – even if they are down 14, 21 points early somehow – They've proven they can score. They can come back in it. I like North Carolina here. It's too much firepower to count them out. I'm taking the Tar Heels plus five and a half. Yeah, when you look
1: at both offenses, uh, you got to give the nod to UNC. I think they're going to score here and be able to keep up with uh, NC State. Ninth in the country yards per play. I don't have too much else on this. You know, my number was pretty close to uh, what I saw earlier, but uh, I'll lean with you, UNC here. I think it's a good spot for them. And I mean, look, these rivalry games, there's this extra added sense of. You know, unless you have a, a lot of history here, kind of not knowing what to expect. So for a game like this, I could see a lot of variation. I don't want to bet on
0: this one. okay, fair enough. Uh, Kentucky at Louisville. this is an interesting one. I don't know if these guys obviously they're they are basketball rivals, but they haven't really been football rivals because neither yeah. of these teams traditionally have good football programs. And now you have two teams that are you know Kentucky's been a good team all year long. Louisville kind of figuring some things out right now, Louisville, a two and a half point home favorite. That seems insane to me. That seems crazy. Look, I know that Louisville, you know, the offense looked fantastic last week against Duke. Malik Cunningham, he's been amazing this year. But Kentucky has been a top level, a top five, six team in the SEC. And Louisville hasn't even been that in the ACC, I would argue. You know, Louisville's run defense is terrible. They're giving up 5.5 yards per carry right now on defense. Kentucky's had – they did have that rough – three-game losing streak to Georgia Mississippi State and Tennessee but those are good teams I mean now they're back winning they had two they're on a two-game win streak they were bad teams but that's enough to get your confidence back as players and coaches and now they can remind everyone that being a good SEC team is a lot better than being an yeah, average you're, ACC you're team going
1: Kentucky this game I,
0: I, the fact that they are underdogs is insane to me I like mm-hmm. Kentucky plus two and a half uh i i want, i love kentucky this game i was hoping that you'd be on louisville no. this is one of my one of my bets
1: one of my good ones yeah uh, all right so here's the thing the key to stopping louisville is stopping the run Now, obviously louisville can do both they've proven that this year but teams who really stop the run succeed against louisville as a matter of fact louisville this season have played three teams who grade 75 or better at stopping the rush on PFF College. Now, I've stopped using PFF College a lot of their different stats. I think a lot of the stats are overrated. Throughout the season, I've noticed that, you know, it's it, it's good. It's it, it's great in some areas, but I think PFF College lacks in others. One area that I love looking at and that I have a lot of faith in is their coverage defense and their rush-stopping defense. The way they, they distinguish those two, what makes defenses great. Well, this year... Louisville has played three defenses who rank over 75, according to PFF stopping the run. In those three games, Louisville has scored 24, 24, and 13. And those are not great numbers for a team who put up 62 points last week. If you stop the rush, you can really slow down Louisville. The reason this line is where it is, is because Louisville's offense has looked really good this year, recently, because they've been able to run the football. Kentucky... Is 13th in the country at stopping the run, according to PFF College. The only team better than Louisville, or excuse me, the only team better than Kentucky on Louisville's schedule this year at stopping the run was NC State. They were 11th, and uh, Louisville scored 13 points that game. So this game comes down to Kentucky's offense, and their offense is playing very well. Last couple weeks, I think the last three weeks, Kentucky's scoring 44 points a game. Their defense, their, their their offense is fast. And I love they were kind of talking shit earlier, a couple days ago, about Louisville. Everyone's talking about Louisville's speed. They're like, no, we'll show them who's the fast team. So I love a Kentucky plus two and a half. uh, And it's still, as we record, plus three in a couple places, but uh, I do like a plus two and a half too.
0: Yeah, I mean, it just seems, I, I honestly don't, it's almost concerning to me that maybe this is a line we should be wary of because I can't see any way that Kentucky wouldn't be favored here. I mean, I know that, that Malik Cunningham is great. I actually uh-huh. really like watching him play. But their defense is terrible. They're giving up yards on the ground. Kentucky wants to run the ball. Everything you said, Tyler, it all points to betting on, on Kentucky here. So That's why I like him. I mean, I... I uh I think this lines off by a couple points and okay. we got some value. Might be our consensus pick then. Cool. Uh the egg bowl, Ole Miss at Mississippi State. Ole Miss right now a one uh one point underdog. Wow. At Mississippi State. Now, Tyler, yeah. you're a big Mike Leach guy. I'm a you're big, a big e- fan. I'm a big egg guy and I'm a big Mike Leach guy. Okay. How do you what's your favorite way
1: to cook an egg? Well, my favorite way to cook an egg, uh, I mean, I, I go scramble. But mm. look, I don't make your your average scramble. People mess scramble up all the time. Cheese, milk. Well, not you. you just got to be careful. So here's the the key to a good scrambled egg. You don't put the butter in before the egg. You put the egg in first. You get the pan really hot, and you got to keep taking the pan off and using the heat of the of the stove of a really hot stove to cook the egg when you uh, put it on stir it a little bit take it off put it on stir take it off now after about 30 seconds that's when you want to put the butter in because mm. the butter's going to break the egg. same with the salt but, but the what do you break do you spray down.
0: pam or something in order to uh, you don't grease need, the pan you
1: completely it's overrated you don't need to by the time you're done making it it cleans up so easy i've never had an issue yeah so you put the butter in a little later by the way i got all this from one of gordon ramsey's youtubes shout out these are the silkiest. And I don't put you don't even have to put cheese or anything. A little salt and silky. pepper at the certain time. Silky, silky. If I'm at a restaurant, I go over easy cuz
0: those guys of course. are I
1: mess up my over easy, you know, I'm flipping it around and it's always kind of I'm not great with
0: the Oh, the you're flippage. doing it wrong. Cuz I'm a big fried egg guy and I love an over easy egg. But not not fried over easy. Yeah, fried but over easy is a fried egg. You if you do you do a fried egg over easy. What are we talking about here? A fried how egg. How else is would a fried you do egg? an over easy? You get over
1: easy uh, over easy, over medium, over hard, and then there's fried. No,
0: that that those uh, are a lot of options. A lot of, of a fried fr- eggs. Fr- uh, Tyler, I, if you go to a restaurant I, and ask for a fried egg, they will say how do you want it? and you say over easy. Okay. Over hard I, I thought that hard. fried
1: eggs uh, you had a broken yolk. No, I. Oh, that's so like a the, broken so yolk. So these fried are all egg. under the fried egg category. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. I didn't. I love know a fried egg.
0: So you like a. So you do like over easy, over or easy, or over medium. But I love over easy. The key is to actually so, get the pan super hot and flip it right when everything turns white and only give it another minute on that side. Keep the yolk from cracking. Oh man! I mean, you just gotta. A. You have to butter the pan first. Okay. So you butter it scrambles. first for. Okay. You okay. butter it first, and then you have to make sure that everything is starting to get solidified on the bottom a little bit. That way when you flip it, everything stays together and you gotta flip it quickly, and then you just give it like a minute, you melt some cheese on there, you salt and pepper, however you want to do it you after see, that.
1: I'm in the producer seat today. Fry and Ryan is usually the food guy. He's
0: screaming at home listening well, to this right uh, now. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah. See, you learn something new every day. A fried egg is actually an over easy egg or an over medium egg.
0: Yeah. Or over hard if you're crazy. If you're a the, psychopath. Who the hell would an over hard? Yeah, it's like <laughs> just have a hard boiled egg at yeah, that point. It's a little ridiculous Over All right, the egg bowl. Egg Bowl! Did they get a big egg trophy? I can't even remember. Yeah, I'm pretty but sure they did. I love yeah. the Egg Bowl. So we got Ole Miss, Mississippi State at home, one-point favorite. Look, Mississippi State has been very impressive to me this year. Their defense has been fantastic. We know what that Mike Leach offense can do when they're on fire, and this actually concerns me against Ole Miss. Now look, I've been, I've been a big fan of Lane Kiffin going to Ole Miss. I've really enjoyed watching them play. He's turned me into a bit of an Ole Miss fan here. I love the jerseys. I love everything about it. I love the offense. I love Matt Corral. But what concerns me is that this Ole Miss defense has figured out a way to stop some of the better running teams, but I don't know how they're going to handle this this high powered, you know, uh, fire raid offense that Mike Leach does. And right now, you know, I think I, I think this this game will score a lot of points. They're going to see a lot of points from both teams. I wish that that Mississippi State was favored by you know more points here because then maybe I, I, I think I want to jump on Ole Miss. But ultimately, I think I'm going to lean Mississippi State here, Tyler. Wow, we're on the same side again. I love Ugh. Mississippi State this week.
1: You know what I think of Mike Leach getting this offense ready throughout the season? They've improved every week more than maybe any other offense in the country. I like the matchup here. If these two coaches stay for 10 years, it's going to be a whole different story. But right yeah. now, early in the rivalry, you got to give the nod to Mike Leach. Uh, like I said, they're playing better and better. Their yards per play, six, uh, 6.0, whatever, 06. It's good for like 53rd in the country, but the last couple weeks, they've had a top 10 offense in terms of YPP and efficiency, second in the country in pass yards, and uh, like you said, when you look at the matchup, Mississippi State, I'm not so sure they're going to be able to slow, or miss it, Ole Miss, I don't, I'm not so sure they're going to be able to slow down that pass attack over four quarters, right. I just think it's going to wear down Ole Miss, this is a great team, and I've made a lot of money this year
0: betting Ole Miss, yeah. this is probably not the week to do it. Yeah, I mean, look, they're going to have to have a pass rush if they want to compete because we know that that you know Mississippi State wants to throw the ball a lot. I think their defense is a major advantage. I think playing at home is a major advantage. The cowbells, by the way, it makes for a great home field advantage. It's the most annoying the fact that they don't even cheer and I clap; the they all just just ring a cowbell. It's annoying and awful to listen to. If you're a Mississippi State fan, I'm sorry, but it's terrible. You should be cheering. You should be clapping. The fact that no one claps or does anything is crazy to me. It's just a bunch of cowbells. I hate it personally. So so. you know what's interesting about this game is Mississippi State, I think
1: there's a misconception that they get on the field, get off the field because they throw so much, but they've actually had really good time of possession this year. They're 12th in the country in terms of number of plays that they've run. So they stay on the field. They run a lot of plays. On the other side of the football, Ole Miss is 127th in the country. They're quick number hitters. Of, uh, no, uh, defensively for number of plays that they've run defensively. Interesting. So their defense has been tired, spent a lot of time they on the field this year, field. can't get off. Mm. This could be one of those games where, where Mississippi State – really dictates the clock without running the football too much. So I think there's a lot of ways Mississippi State uh,
0: wins this game and covers. I'll go with uh, Mississippi State. Okay. Egg Bowl. Uh, Wisconsin at Minnesota. Battle for milk and cheese. Battle for the blonde-haired, blue-eyed people. I mean, what are we going with for – I know it has a name, this rivalry. I think – Do they battle for like an axe? Is this Paul Bunyan's axe? No. Paul Bunyan's axe – I. Oh, maybe it is. I thought Paul Bunyan's axe might have been – Michigan State, uh, Wisconsin. Let's see. Uh, the Border Battle. The Border Battle. Is wisconsin oh, that's Minnesota. pretty boring. Paul Bunyan's axe is a lot cooler. The Battle for Milk and Cheese is cooler. Oh, uh, look. This game is all about... Wisconsin's run game versus Minnesota's run defense. The Gophers—they're only allowing 100 yards per ground or 100 yards per game on the ground. And you look at Wisconsin. This team is so different from where they started the year. Right now, they're running the ball super well. They ran all over Nebraska last week, mind you. Nebraska has had a very good rush defense all year long, and. This new guy, Braylon Allen, who took over the starting running job, starting running back job for Wisconsin a few weeks ago. He's only 17 years old. He enrolled early at Wisconsin. He's seventeen years old and he's been an absolute monster. I think that, you know, Wisconsin here, they're a seven-point road favorite. And I think that Wisconsin is definitely the better team. You know, Minnesota's had some rough games this year. They lost to Bowling Green State at home, but they've kind of turned things around a little bit, and I do think that P.J. Fleck is a big game head coach, but right now what concerns me is that Wisconsin is looking like Wisconsin again. They're running the ball very well. The defense we know is always great. I just can't find any reason to pick Minnesota here, Tyler. I think the Badgers might dominate this game. I'm picking Wisconsin.
1: I agree. Wisconsin, I think they match up really well this year. Uh, by the way, 9-1 their last 10 against Minnesota, so wow. overall they've had their dominate. number the rivalry. Yeah, absolutely. I just think the same thing happens this year. I, this is a high spread. Seven so I, is a
0: lot. Yeah, I certainly don't love it, but uh, okay. I'm with you. I don't know that Minnesota's going to be able to score many points though on this team. Uh, that Wisconsin defense is really good. You so. know,
1: uh, I can do a nice Minnesota accent, you know, up north. It's kind of a little bit like this, you know. Go to the grocery store and... Not bad. You know, you're going to... A you little s- Minnesota football.
0: Sounds a little, like, weirdly, like, European for some reason. It uh. almost sounds like you're a guy that is from, like... Uh, you know, Sweden, but, but, you know, like <laughs> moved a, to Minnesota like it 10 is, years it ago. Is what it sounded like. So, it, yeah. but not bad. I like it. <laughs> nice. Um. Oregon State at Oregon, another Uh-oh. in-state rivalry here. Beavers versus
1: Ducks. I don't have a lot on this game, but I, for some reason, feel strongly about it, so I'll let you go.
0: Okay, look, I mean, I think Beavers versus Ducks, first of all, be a fantastic matchup just in general in the, no, in the you wild. you got to take the beaver. Beavers I agree. are mean motherfuckers. And they're smart. They can build dams. They can take down trees. Like, ducks, well, what can ducks do besides just quack and fly? What'd they can the fly bea- away. What did the beaver say when his home fell down? What? Damn it. Uh, well, no, he just says, damn.
1: Not, oh yeah, not damn well, it. damn it, because you got to damn it back up, like because oh,
0: you got to damn it. I see. Okay, because it's a verb, and yeah, no, I mean we're yeah. Okay, fair enough.
1: <laughs> um, look here, hold on, I got a good response for that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Oregon needs the Ducks here need a bounce back victory. They if they win this game, they go to the Pac-12 championship game for a rematch against Utah. They're not going to get into the playoff at this point. I think those hopes are dead, but maybe they can salvage the season and say, hey, we're still Big 12 champs. We feel like we're better than Utah, and you know, we we, we want to prove that that was a, a misstep for us losing on the road. But Oregon State has been tough this year. The Beavers have been good. They've had some big wins. They actually beat Oregon in this game last year, which they almost never do. Oregon has dominated this rivalry, and Oregon State beat them last year. Now it is at Autzen Stadium, which is tough. But, you know, Oregon getting the opportunity to bounce back here, uh, have a big win. Seven points is a lot. I think Oregon State can keep it close maybe for two or three quarters. But ultimately, I think I'm going to go with the Ducks here, minus seven. Uh, uh, going to uh, do it? Is this going to be our bedboard game? This is game? not going to be a bedboard game, uh, but I really like Oregon State here. I'll be rooting for them. I like their orange jerseys. Well, I think th- Oregon State's a fun underdog
1: to root for. We talked about the Dream Crusher game. Yes. Last week was Oregon's Dream Crusher game. So you're taking a team mm. when they are going to be at their lowest point all season. And Mario Cristobal, I mean, if I would have played his post-game press conference, he seemed lost. He seemed pissed. It's not healthy to just like this whole idea of we're going to shove it down, not talk about it, just move forward. It's like I-, I just don't love that. And I think Oregon may be really flat this game. Interesting. You get a team in Oregon State, this is their Super Bowl, this is everything and then you get a team like Oregon who may be flat they looking get a pet board game Maybe.
0: We'll come, let's, we'll circle, come back let's circle back look i think that the dream crusher scenario here definitely applies however oregon still has pac 12 championship in their you know in their uh in in their hopes they can still get there but right that doesn't matter and they, they have a revenge factor because they lost oregon state that last year. matters that's a big that, home. That in that state rivalries matters. i feel like it's just easier to motivate yourself right you're right you're right but that's why i'm probably not gonna make this a bet board game okay fair enough there's I like too
1: many extenuating circumstances Extenuating
0: circumstances i like i like the ducks minus seven here but i'm not gonna be you know i'm gonna be rooting my heart is rooting for oregon state for sure your heart's just perpetual underdogs uh, Oklahoma. These are the big ones now. We got three games left. All the big ones. We're going to start in the Big 12. Mm-hmm. Oklahoma at Oklahoma State. The Cowboys. The Oklahoma State Cowboys are three and a half point home favorites to the Sooners. This seems insane to me, Tyler, and the main reason why is because of the history. O- Oklahoma has won six straight against Oklahoma State, and and only one of these has been by one score. That was 2018. You look at last year, Oklahoma dominated. The year before that, Oklahoma dominated. The year before that, they win by one. The year before that, Oklahoma dominated. The year before that, Oklahoma dominated. The year before that, I mean, it goes on and on and on, right? I think that Lincoln Riley has Oklahoma State's number. I know this Oklahoma State team is, they've been underdogs all year and they've been overperforming expectations. They've been great. I've doubted them many times. I've been wrong every single time. If, If the Sooners here were favored, I think I would be all over Oklahoma state, but now you're going to give me the Sooners as three and a half point underdogs. That's not a number you're going to get pretty much ever. As long as Lincoln Riley is there. I like Oklahoma plus three here. Siler plus three and a half. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think that, uh, this may be a, bit, a bet a game too. I
1: don't love Oklahoma state, but I certainly lean with them pretty strongly. Look, this is one of the most improved teams in the country. Their last four games, they're winning by an average of 41 to 6. There's not That's bad a teams in the schedule. There's West Virginia, TCU, Texas Tech. I just think this is a different team, and I think Mike Gundy's learned and proven that he is the head, the kind of head coach that deserves more respect. Yep. Right now, I'd put him right there neck and neck with Lincoln Riley. I think he's as good. And Lincoln Riley's having a down year. It's not like hmm. he's... And I think there's a lot that they're that they're not able to do with their uh, uh, Caleb uh, Caleb Williams quarterback. So, you know, I will go Oklahoma State. I, I let's start, again circle back around at the end. Maybe we can have a couple of that board games.
0: Okay, but uh, I
1: like the Cowboys uh, minus three and a half. And I just think this is a weird year. Lot to play for in Norman, or excuse me, in
0: uh, Stillwater. Yep. Um, yeah, I'll go Oklahoma State. Okay, fair enough. I like the Sooners there. You don't get Lincoln Riley as an underdog very often, so I like it. Now we're going to go to the Big Ten. This is one of the biggest games on the schedule for sure. Game day is going to be there in Ann Arbor. It's the game. It's Ohio State at Michigan. Right now, Ohio State is a seven-and-a-half-point road favorite. Will scared. I cannot fathom this number being this low as a Michigan fan, and I'm telling you, regardless of what I say from a gambling standpoint here, I'm going to be screaming at my TV, rooting for Michigan to win by 100. I want Ohio State to lose everything. I hate them. Michigan never wins this game, and I want it so bad. But if you would have asked me a week ago or just a couple days ago what this line would be, I would have guessed, especially after that big win for Ohio State over Michigan State, I would have guessed Ohio State 10, 11, 12, 13-point road favorites over Michigan right now. Seven and a half seems insane. There's just not a lot of reason here why I want to pick Michigan besides the fact that they're at home they they have a Michigan has a great pass rush right they have two really good defensive ends who does Ohio State have to match up with them two of the best tackles in all of college football to neutralize those guys they have their their strong points on the offensive line are on the edge to eliminate Michigan's pass rush and Michigan's you know if you want to look at a weak spot for them it's up the middle defensively i think Ohio State will be able to run on them you know look there's too many weapons on the offense for Ohio State. They have three receivers that would be number one receivers on almost any team in all of college football. You got Olave, you got yeah, Garrett Wilson, yeah. you got uh Smith and Jigba. All these guys are absolute freaks. They have a really good tight end, and that doesn't even include throwing to Travion Henderson out of the backfield who is a great pass catcher. I think that is something where Michigan has been very weak this year. It's defending uh running backs catching the ball out of the backfield. I think we could see a lot of that on Saturday. Um I actually think that Ohio State... We just saw them light up Michigan State through passing, right? Because that's what Michigan State struggles at. I think you're going to see Ohio State run the ball down Michigan's throat. I think they're going to run Trayvon Henderson all all day long. I think that the the run defense for Ohio State has been so much better. since. If Michigan plays Ohio State week three like Oregon did... I actually think Michigan might have won this game, but since they've adjusted the defense, right? Ryan Day took play-calling duties away from Kerry Coombs. Now the defense has been incredible. They were they completely shut down Kenneth Walker in the Michigan State offense last week, something that Michigan could not do. I don't think that Michigan's going to be able to run the ball. So then it's, well, what is Michigan going to do to be able to stay in this game? You're gonna, you'd have to have Cade McNamara and J.J. McCarthy have insane games where we're talking 400 yards passing, four or five touchdowns. I just can't see it. I think that Ohio State is going to score a lot of points if Michigan wants to cover or win. They have to score a minimum of 45, and I don't think that's going to happen. There is motivation, obviously, in any rivalry game, but these teams didn't play last year. If you remember, Michigan had too many positive COVID cases on their team. People said they were chicken. That's ridiculous. Michigan has always been willing to play Ohio State regardless of how good Ohio State is. They couldn't play last year, right? And there was motivation that year because... This is going back a little bit, but in the preseason Big Ten media days before last season, Jim Harbaugh basically called out Ryan Day and said they were cheating and they had coaches coaching the players when they weren't allowed to during the summer, right? Ryan Day uh, allegedly, according to reports, said, you better worry about your team because we're going to hang 100 on you, right? He didn't get the opportunity to do that last year. I think that, that Ohio State wants, I think Ryan Day wants to score. I think he wants to break the record for most points scored in a Michigan-Ohio State game. I think they could score 60 points here. I'm I'm taking Ohio State all day from a gambling standpoint, and it pains me to say it as a Michigan fan. I
1: I just don't know about this because Michigan's offense is so, they're improved also, and they've been able to throw the football. That's the one thing they've surprised me with this year is in situations where they have to throw, they can, and they're pretty efficient. Caden McNamara has been sacked six times this year. They don't let him get pressured. I mean, fourteen touchdowns, two picks. I think Michigan is going to pull something out. I think Michigan's going to show up. Don't, this is going to be. I do. Don't give me hope. I that have works. this weird feeling I have all year. Now it hasn't made me feel great that Ohio State's playing so well the last couple weeks, yeah. but that makes me feel good from a betting standpoint. This is where you want to sell teams, buy low, sell high. I'm buying now. I'm buying Michigan pretty high too. Yeah. that's the thing. They're playing very well. But most people, if you ask me, remember the Michigan State game. Most people, if you ask me, remember Ohio State crushing. A lot of people, Michigan State was the public bet last week. That's For the sure. bet everyone had money on. Oh, Sparty, Sparty, Sparty. It's like 80% of the money was on Michigan State last week. Everyone has remembered Ohio State winning, covering, taking money. This is where you want to go against them. Michigan has what it takes to, to slow down, I think. Oh, look, If Ohio State can open things up and run the football, like you said, it could be a long day. I don't think that's going to happen, though. I trust Michigan. Weird things also happen in rivalry games. You can't just go with the X's and O's for this. You can't just
0: go (laughs) defensive ends against tackles. You can't just... I'm glad you brought that up because you can't just go with the X's and O's. You know what you can go with? is a history of the rivalry. (laughs) Michigan won in 2011 the last time. Ten years ago was the last win. And guess what? It was like eight or nine years, the the, the last win before that. I'm just i sorry. I want it to be different. I want to be a Michigan fan here and say, Michigan's going to cover the spread. Maybe they won't win. I just don't see it. I truly think that Ohio State is going to score 60 points in this game. And I can't imagine that that Michigan can do that too. We might make that a bet board game too. All right. Well, I'm all over Ohio State, unfortunately. Uh, last but not least, the Iron Bowl, the SEC, Bama at Auburn. Bama right now a 19.5-point favorite. Tyler, I never thought I'd be saying this, but it is a shame that Auburn doesn't have Bo Nix. Since he went down, yeah. look, TJ Finley just hasn't, he, he hasn't been good enough, and I think he's a good player. He's got a lot of talent, but he needs time, and he didn't look very good last week. They lost to, to uh, Southern uh, South Carolina, and that's a tough loss. South Carolina hasn't been very good all year. They lost on the road to South Carolina. TJ Finley in the offense couldn't get anything going. Bo Nix, you know, the last couple of years, he was really terrible, but this year he had really turned it around. He wasn't th- turning the ball over, he was being much more responsible as far as the game plan goes. And he goes down for the year with a broken ankle, and now they're missing him big time. I think that if Bo Nix is in this game, Auburn has a real shot, honestly. I think that they are single digit, you know, uh, underdogs here at home. I get that it's a rivalry game. And in especially in the Auburn Alabama game, Auburn has been has played Alabama very tough, especially at home. They beat them at home a couple of years ago. Um, I just can't see it with T.J. Finley, Tyler. I know nineteen and a half is a big a big point spread. We keep betting on Alabama to cover these big point spreads, and they keep not doing it. You know Auburn has run the ball very well this year, and Bama has struggled against teams that can run the ball. That's the only reason why I might be leaning Auburn here a little bit. But it's just hard for me to pick against. Bama when the quarterback from the other team really hasn't done anything to show me you yeah. know, something good.
1: I don't love this game at all. This was a pass for me from the get-go. Uh, too many variables, too much... Var- too- Alabama could win by 50, or Auburn could, I mean, make this a one-score game. Yeah. So I don't love this at all. I see this going a lot of different ways. And I don't right now know how these players are approaching the rivalry. Like, I, I would expect a complete max effort, 110%. But does Alabama look at Auburn as a wounded animal right now? You know, maybe looking ahead. I'm not so sure. For that reason, I can't answer those questions. I don't like this game at all. Okay. I, I have one other game. Did we, you didn't do uh, Washington, Washington State, did we?
0: No, both those teams are kind of bad, so no. I just decided not to talk about it. I, so but I have a bring couple things for this game. Uh, Washington State's one of my better bets, plus one the and a half. The Apple Cup.
1: Yeah, the Apple Cup. Uh, Washington State is good. They've had several quarterbacks play this year, um, finally figured it out, but Overall, as a team, 140 quarterback rating. They've been very efficient and they're getting better. They started the season by losing to Utah State. Yeah. And they've finished really strong. They're averaging 34 points their last three games and they have one Pac 12 loss since September. On the other side, Washington, a lot of distractions. They have not been good. I saw them in person a couple weeks ago, and this is a distracted team that uh, is really not playing very hard right now So, and not very smart. So I'll take Washington State plus one and a half in another bet uh, that I like this weekend. So. Okay,
0: fair enough. All right, so what did we pick for our uh, For bet games? board. All right, so, so let's do Oklahoma State. Okay, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. I'm on Oklahoma. You're on the Cowboys. Minus three and a half. We talked about um, – Oregon, Oregon State, you were you were contemplating taking the Beavers there. Ducks minus seven is the current line.
1: Mm, is it seven or seven and a half? Will? Seven.
0: Well, it's seven. Look it up. What's the other game we had? Um, I don't know if we oh, had Michigan. One. Oh yeah, if you are you actually going to take Michigan? You didn't really mention Dude, that would be a bet board game. I don't know. What's it going to be? So we have one. We have the, the red river or not, not the red river. We have the, uh, Bedlam, Oklahoma, Oklahoma state is one.
1: Let's do Mich. Let's do Michigan.
0: Ah, uh, I mean, it'll pain me especially. I mean, it won't. I'll trust me. I'll be shitting my pants. If Michigan wins, that's this game. seven and a half, right? Seven and a half. Yeah. And actually it's even, um, I'll it the, it, it's available at eight. Some places I'll give you eight. Give me eight. How does that sound? Okay. All right. So we're betting on the game. Michigan I'll give you eight. eight. I'm tossing you a bone. I'm tossing, tossing you a half, tossing point. Me a half point. Yep. And uh you don't want to do the uh the ducks beavers. You don't want to do that one? No, just because I don't know. You don't
1: want to go 0 3 and be tied. There's too many weird things. <laughs> hey, I'm I'm gonna go to I'm pulling back
0: away. I told you. I'm gonna lock it in after this week. I don't know Oregon's motivation. I can't do that game. Okay, fair enough. All right, here's my parlay pick of the week. It cashed last week, which means, it has to cash this week. It absolutely has to. We're just not going to give out losers ever again. I figured it out finally. took me 12 weeks, and I figured it out. Here it comes. We got Ohio State minus 7.5. Kentucky plus 2.5. North Carolina plus 5.5. And we got Nebraska plus one and a half. That's the parlay. Okay. It's going to win again, and that's what's going to happen. Uh, do we have a consensus pick? Yeah, it was Kentucky. Okay. Kentucky's our consensus pick. Plus two and a half against uh, Louisville. Okay. So I'm excited. Rival week. Everyone have a, a safe Thanksgiving. Thank you for listening. Enjoy Thanksgiving. Be thankful for your family. Um, we'll see you next week. Be thankful week. for Key Lime Pie. Be thankful for Key Lime Pie being the fourth best pie in the world. <laughs> um, follow us on Twitter at CFB underscore POD. We'll see you next week.